Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Fickner Podcast. I'm Brandon T. McClure. With me, as always, Sparks. Oh, hey. I didn't think you were <laughs> going to... distracted. I didn't think you were going to... I like, got a text message the moment that you said my name. I think I was going first. Ryan. I'm never first. Ryan James Eliopoulos. I could... You can drop the James. We Ryan Eliopoulos. There we go. What's Ryan up? J. Eliopoulos. Uh, nope. No J's either. <laughs> can I call you RJ? No. <laughs> no. I, I like Ryan. I'll just be Ryan. RJ Eliopoulos. Jesus. <laughs> and back, Ben Magnet. Take me out to the ball game. He spring. did a baseball thing. Yeah, that was on spring training. It was fun. Adult beverages were had. Baseball was watched. For people who don't know sports stuff, what's a... I know what it is, clearly, but can you yeah. please tell people how, how, <laughs> like how, it, what tra- oh, I know what it is, is. No. But, it, but, it, but for people who don't... Yeah, what's, a, what's spring training? It's um, preseason baseball, essentially. Um, there are two leagues they go... Hold on. Sorry. Hold there. Can you explain spring training? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's training it before the season, right? Yeah. He's I, actually was, right. I was partially uh, uh, being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I just know that it's training and you can go see your favorite ballers play ball for, uh, for cheap. Well, yeah, it's a bunch of like new player um, players from like the minor leagues going up, playing against major league players, seeing who will make the cut for the roster of the, of the MLB is sick, teams. just so you guys know. Oh, yeah, Spark- yeah Sparks is sick. I'm overcoming it. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like it's preseason to get to get loose, to get ready for the... I love getting loose. To get ready for the regular season, which starts at the end of the month. So I went with some uh, buddies of mine. Uh, we went to Arizona. We're How all, much were the beers? Uh, eh, not eight, bad. $8? Yeah. But also as a little souvenir, I brought back a baseball with the Cactus League. All the teams that participate in the Cactus League. And before we started recording, I gave it to Brandon and said, Hey, how many teams on this baseball can you name? And he only got two. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess I got two. I, I thought I was going to say one. Yeah. O- only one. Be- one because my brother used to work for the team. Yeah. There you go. And I, think he, I, I think I could name four. All right, all right. So, how many teams can you name, Sparks? Uh, it's is it the Chicago Cubs? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, the Anaheim Angels. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. The well, LA Dodgers. Yep. Okay. And the San Francisco Giants. Yep. All right, cool. So I, that's my four. Can you name anyone else on that baseball? The Texas Rangers. Yeah. Because I live in Texas. You live in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I went to yeah. some Ranger games. I live in LA. I don't know what our team is. Yeah. Ah well. Do we have, do we have a team? So, uh, what San sport? Di- <laughs> San is this the San Diego Padres. San Diego Padres. Oh, okay. The San Diego Papas. Yeah. Okay, this is Oakland A's. Oakland A's, yeah. Look at that. We got a sportsman wow, here. You. Yeah, like, I think that's it. I think I am at my match. Yeah. What now. about you, Ryan? How many teams can you? I, I was. I just helped no? him with it. Okay. I, I was yeah, he gave it. me Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cheating to. Well, it was funny because the Chicago White Sox are on here, and Bra- when Brandon was no, when Brandon was looking at it, he said, "Oh, Sox, the Boston Red Sox." I'm like, "No, it's not red. No, those. That's why, would I, why would I know?" That's a good fair point. Yeah, but this has been sports trivia today with the <laughs> fake nerds. But it was, but it was. I learned something. Today. It was fun. I had a good time. I didn't miss you guys, and you I didn't miss us. That's no, what I it did. sounded like. I did. I did. Oh, I did. I I did. I Brandon, you. I heard it too. No, I missed. <laughs> I did miss you guys. Yeah, of course, I missed you too, buddy. And I did see Captain Marvel. It's great. So I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Cool. I think we'll actually let you talk about that in our next MCU special a bit. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, it's smart. Good yeah, job. Yeah, that's smart to do. Um. So how was your guys' week? Otherwise, it was all right. Uh, I saw John Wick too. Oh yeah, what'd Ooh. you think? Uh, I liked it. I I don't think it was overhyped. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still really enjoyed it. I, what I will say is, I think I like John Wick one more. No, that's totally fair. And I think that's yeah. I think it's purely out of in John Wick two, like it's still really great and everything. But John Wick one, there's such a hell yeah satisfaction like to, to every single kill mm-hmm. because yeah. it's it's a real direct path of vengeance that you. F- 
you're invested in a lot more. Right. And then the second one, it's a little more like, yeah, get him, John Wick, but it's not it's not the same like satisfaction with each death. Yes. Yeah. It's not you know, it's because not it's, it's not like it's not the yeah, path yeah. of wrath that that there, there's a part where he murders like thirty people that like if he could have he wouldn't have. At a cool, at a cool <laughs> rave. Yeah. There, there's, there's, in John um, Wick One, he's out to murder yeah. all the people he murders. He does kill someone with a pen, with a pencil in this in this he in John Wick Two. He kills a few people with a pencil yeah. in this one. And he it does. was pretty great. Yeah, uh, I like uh, the the uh, the guy, the British, the the Russian dude from all those other. Oh, Peter Stormare at the beginning. Peter Stormare, yeah. and he was like, um, he was like, he kills someone with a f- pencil. Yeah, I, I will say, I, I thought John Wick Two was really great. How it showed him taking on the common man. So yeah, I thought that was. <sighs> Thank you, Ryan. Commons in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, actor, the actor Common. Oh, why did I, actually, I not get that? That, oh. that movie, that movie, uh, when I was watching the movie and watching Common in that film, I was like, Common would make a good John Stewart. He's he's great at action. Yeah, he wouldn't be bad. Yeah. yeah. He it, would not with the right bad. director, he's all right. Yeah. yeah. And I actually think Ruby Rose is good in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really like. Um, yeah, I, I definitely. I, I wish her last fight scene were better. Yeah. Me too. I agree. I think that I think that was one of the the few things in the film that, uh, almost in a way, her she was the only other person I felt was built up to be like a general character to him yeah. facing in the end of the film that wasn't common or him like actually. But there wasn't you knew there wasn't going to be like a big action scene when he got the brother, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there was going to be an action scene when he came to grips with Ruby Rose. I just expected that to be a little better. Sure, that that true. disappointed a little bit. I think John Wick Two has a as a more interesting visual style than the first one. It is super stylish. Yeah, it's a yeah. much more stylish film. I think that last fight yeah, scene like in is. the mirror room is seriously like no, one of my favorite action scenes. That's that's super cool. And yeah. even though I thought that that showdown was disappointing, I do like when she's ultimately defeated mm-hmm. that it's just be seeing you and he's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I like that that exchange. They, their moments are really yeah. good. I like yeah. she she's a deaf character and it's they're not it's not made a big deal about, but it's just like she mute. does mute. mute. She's mute and like uh, she does sign language and it's just like it's not a big deal. It's just there. It's really cool. There's a lot of diversity. It's like it's it's got killer action, man. I think. Not only that, one of the things I really like about John Wick 2 is that even though you see common stabbed you don't really see him die, so there's no, 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 because he John, didn't take it out. Yeah, he, there's a chance he could come back. Lawrence Fishburne yeah. is really good in it. Yeah, dude, he is. Lawrence Fishburne is really good in it. Yeah. He's having a good time. Um, visually, I think the editing was uh, really on on point. point. Yes. Um, I thought it was actually visually. I think it's stronger than John Wick One. Yeah, but I do think like the satisfaction. I think the drive of my John favorite, Wick One is better. My favorite action sequence in that movie is when he's escaping the rave through the tunnel and picking it's up awesome, all the guns. Yeah, see, that's oh, exactly yeah. the scene I'm talking that, about. Where the difference like from Hitman. John Wick One to John Wick Two is yeah. in John Wick One, he's purposefully murdering all those people, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah. In John Wick Two, it's like, oh man, he doesn't want to kill all thirty of these people. He just <laughs> he, he doesn't even want to kill the person that they're or, killing him over. Or what? Or what? Or what? The the sequence when he's getting ready and he's in the and he's in the getting the suit oh yeah 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 Peter Serafinowitz is like the Uh the gun guy so good such good stuff yeah that's that's really great I yeah I found myself that that scene in particular escaping the rave that's the moment where I went man I just kind of feel bad for John having to murder all these people yeah it's not a choice he He just wants to get out (laughs) it just sucks oh my god hell yeah dude yeah i am too now i'm on board i know what's up so now you can watch the trailer i did we did we We watched it right after the movie and the trailer in the trailer when he throws the gun (laughs) so (laughs) yeah just riding the horse i'm i'm excited yeah Yeah. that's john wick five minutes of john wick did we do anything else this week not uh john wick 2 was kind of the major that's pretty much it we did some streaming but it didn't work 
We tried yeah. streaming last yeah. night. That was I, uh, my internet's not good enough to do lots of things. At we're once. we're fine tuning. Yeah, we're, we're figuring part. out. Yeah. Um, cool. Besides coming home for spring training, I also and seeing Captain Marvel. I've also been catching up on Game of Thrones. I've, yeah. I'm re- oh watch- yeah. Him too. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. Um, uh, Fanny and I were watching from season six because that's the latest season that we have mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. So we're gonna get season seven before the show starts up again. Just a a quick little two season refresher. Man, I love that show, guys. It's a good show. Man, like season six, especially like, are are you caught up on season six, Sparks? I've, I've seen all of it. Okay, it's it's my girlfriend who hasn't. Okay, but see, like season six, that's the episode where Jon Snow comes back to from the dead after yeah. getting stabbed by the Night's Watch. <gasps> you don't care. <laughs> I also, I also even know if, that's even if you were watching the show, yeah, like the you moment you were know. watching the show, you were like, okay, yeah, but he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, Melisandre's there. Season yeah. five ends, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I don't believe you. But oh, man, I, I love that show, guys. I'm like, I can't, I cannot wait. For, like, for oh, it's I'm gonna honest, be bittersweet, man. It is. It's gonna be bittersweet, but at the same time, I don't know how it's gonna end. It's the last time that I'm trying to remember. I think the last time I was this like excited for a finale of a show is probably Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. like the final season where like the hype is real because yeah. the show has been consistently good the entire time. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting thing. I'm yeah. trying to think of the last time I felt that way. We're like, sure. I like, like this is the final season. Like we had five seasons and we're done. Like Smallville, I think. Mm. I was pretty stoked for season. Yeah, for I was. I was. I was pretty stoked for the when end I, of Smallville. That's a good one. When I finally watched um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, that final episode, those final episodes, I think. Did they was, air them like three at once or something? They did. They yeah, aired, yeah, I watched. Aired, I watched that. They aired yeah. like the the Phoenix King saga or the Phoenix King arc in like a whole like. This is the end of Avatar. You get everything is gonna finish with Fire this, Lord. with these three episodes. So it was like an hour and a half. Hell yeah! And I think when I finally saw that, I was like, "Yes, I finally get to see the ending." Because I didn't get to see it live when it first came out. Because yeah. I don't know why, but after the end of season two, um, when Aang got shot by Azula and the Earth Kingdom fell, something happened in Nickelodeon. Just didn't tell me when the season three was gonna come out. They were like, "Tell we you personally." You, yeah, <laughs> like guys, don't tell. Ben well, I was watching Nickelodeon. I was like, "When is the next season of Avatar gonna come out?" He doesn't they deserve didn't, it. They didn't know, so I stopped watching Nickelodeon. And then, and then I turn it back on, and it's on like the Nicktoons or whatever the Nick, the Nicktoons channel, and it's like, "Hey, here's all of Avatar in its entirety." I'm like, "What? They finished it? Thank Those you. rap bastards!" Thanks, Nicktoons. Actually, the last series finale, I remember really anticipating it. Ju- I just didn't realize how much I was anticipating it because it was a short amount of time. That I, but I was really like, oh man, this is happening, and I and I like was watching a bunch of stuff to get up to it. Was uh, the Adventure Time series finale? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That one was that one. I was pretty hyped. For. I just downloaded a free Adventure Time video game for the Xbox One because it's free for uh, Xbox game Live. Yeah. yeah, no Xbox Live for this oh, just month. Oh, just for oh, nice. Uh, I don't know what it's about, but we got which it. one's it called? Something of Idolon or Crimes of Idolon? No, oh, I think Crimes I, of Grindelwald. Oh, it's don't. something of Idolon. I don't know. I think that. I think that. If that's the most recent one, that one's been reviewed pretty well. There's Actually, a- speaking of Crimes of Grindelwald, my, my oh. week, oh, yeah. uh, I watched the extended cut of Crimes of Grindelwald. No, I didn't. I'm not going to say Thank you, Raina. I was going to say, why would you I do was like, why are you lying right now? Yeah. <laughs> I know you didn't do a- this. A, stop lying. We would have gotten like 50 live tweet, live text angry <laughs> yeah. comments about the extended cut and how it's not important and it didn't add anything. I would have been at the game watching baseball and then next thing I know my phone would go on mm, mm, and then it's like this sucks. I hate this. Why? This is you would have left the game like Brandon though. <laughs> I need to come save you. Probably. Um, no but I did I did a I watched the entire uh, last season of Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Um, I did that. I, I watched the entire man uh, real quick. Star Wars Rebels might be my favorite thing that Star Wars has ever produced. Wow. Mm. Like it's the perfect blend of the of what I love about Star Wars. You know, I talk about like you know one of my favorite Star Wars films, The Last Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, like all those films. They give me 
deeper they go deeper into this kind of thing that i go to star wars for deeper into the mythology of the force deeper into the politics of the republic and the and the rebellions and, th- and the resistance things like that rebellion rebels does both of those in spades and it's just about deepening the mythology of the force and exploring different aspects of it and dealing with the politics of the of the rise of the rebellion and and, it's uh, between three and four. It's between three and four. Just before four, uh, it's like five years before four is when it starts. And is Han Solo in it? No. <laughs> okay. Lando is. And okay. Leia. Le- Leia shows up for an episode. Okay. <clears throat> Two episodes, maybe. One. One. Mon Mothma's in it. Uh, Bail Organa's in it. Uh, Ahso- the stuff with Ahsoka is so good. The. Are you saying you finished Rebels? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Completely done. There's some stuff in that finale yeah there I is. have not been able to talk with anybody about <laughs> hey, for a while. i live and watch it and i know because uh, it's they made such a big hubbub i will i will say uh, uh i think kind of as they rightly should have made no a i about agree it. i actually I, I will say i, li- I really liked how feloni handled it honestly yes i think it's baloney feloni you should watch it before oh, saying that i agree i like how he handled it i don't know how i still remain uncertain about how i feel about its existence sure um one of the things that i that, that however my biggest takeaway was the very end when they skipped to past six yeah and i one of the, and I, I love how we we, we we reconnect with those characters after six and um and it made me like like tangentially really excited for resistance because i was like oh man res- oh right resistance is not this right crap yeah so i was i was really excited for like a minute so Ben, let me tell you what happens at the end of the show. No, no, so no. they go to the modern day, <laughs> oh. and it's like 1999, oh. and like all these characters like in the starship show get up. Get in line in, for episode one. Get in line for episode <laughs> one, and they're like, "I've seen this before." <laughs> well, no, the, the, the 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 hubbub was that uh, there was a the planet that they're all, that they send to the show around Lothal is very is very like force sensitive like the, the mm-hmm. like it, it, it's it, within the bones of the planet is the force uh every species that's on it is very is very connected to the force and a caterpillar um, is a jedi and um there it turns out there's a very ancient jedi temple on, on lothal um hidden away and forgotten even by the jedi um and within Whoops. it was the hold on Major spoilers for the end of Star Wars Rebels okay. coming up right now. <laughs> okay, so major spoilers. Um, so old. the the end of the, so the last four episodes, they finally they, and they've been inside the temple before, and that's where Kanan met Yoda um, for the first time. Well, not the first time, but like again after three. And so uh, Ezra goes into this portal that ties into the Mortis arc from Clone Wars, which is actually one of my favorite arcs from time Clone travel. Wars. Well, no, so the Mortis arc was not time travel. No, I'm saying what's happening. Next so what what happens? So because of the Mortis arc, which is the father, the son, and the, and the daughter, and the, the representatives of the Force. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched Clone Wars. Nope. Okay, so in Clone, so that's a whole other. Wait, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. God and Lucifer and oh. Jesus. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> but in in Force but form. in Force. <laughs> um, and I, I really I really like the Mortis arc. I know a lot of people are conflicted about it from the Clone Wars saga, but I, I really liked it. Is Clone um, Wars still on Netflix, or did they take it down? Well, I don't know actually. Good question. Um, but. Through this, they 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 go into a different part of the of the of the temple, and you realize that the, that the Jedi back then had learned how to travel into the space between spaces, and they can see all of time and space yeah. at once. So you know the, you know the world tree. Yeah, picture the world tree, but the world tree is time. 
and all the branches go to different points in time in Star Wars. Gotcha. So when you go into this place, you hear you hear audio clips, which is actually really cool. Had Filoni like the sound design here is that you hear audio clips from the Last Jedi. From, well, not the Last Jedi is not out yet. There's an audio clip from literally every Star Wars film except Episode Two. Yes. Ooh. So there's there's the Force Awakens. There's Rogue One. I there's hate sand. There there's some actually it's actually really cool. <laughs> Can you imagine? They're just going down the world tree <laughs> if, of if Star they, Wars. If they had put that clip in there, uh, and the and so like. And so Darth, Darth Sidious is trying to get in into this temple because he wants okay. to control. He wants to be. He wants to control this, and it, it's really cool. Like Ian McDermott doesn't come back. It's Sam Witwer. Ian okay. McDermott comes back in an episode later oh, to play Darth, Pal- uh, Darth Palpatine, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine. Emperor Palpatine. I so, so like Papa, I Papa, actually, Papa, Palpatine. I actually really like how they handle it. I don't think it was necessary to do it, but if you only do it in that moment, then uh-huh. it good. just yeah. As long it's, as as long as that's it. Like, because that, that adds, like, an extra wrinkle to Star Wars I don't think you really need. It's largely there as a way to save a previous character from death. Oh, so it's a deus ex machina. Yes. It, that is true. That is That's true. That's kind of a <clears throat> That's right? largely the reason it's there. And I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, it's also there it's to help well, Ezra move on. It's well handled, but I don't know how I feel about its existence. This is something, like, we, we got a lot more to do today. This is something we should do on some kind of Star Wars topic day. Let's put a pin in this. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, the last things I did, I, I went to see um, Five Feet Apart, uh, which is the new young adult novel mm-hmm. uh, with um, Jughead. Yeah, from Corey. Corey on the deck or whatever. Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Cole Sprouse. And um, it was okay. It was cute. Is that the cute one film. that we saw a bad commercial for, a bad trailer for? No, you loved it. Oh yeah, it's that one then. Yeah, okay. and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's bad. It, it's a cute film, it's and then cute. I I ended up I was trying to go see Captive State yesterday, but I ended up going to see Nancy Drew and the Hidden Scare and the Hidden Scare. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. Is, is it a kids movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it, the cast. It's like it's actually what it was really cool is like it's a prom, pr- primarily female crew and cast. Oh, cool. Cool. And that like director writers like it's got every, Bev from It right. Bev from It. She's nice. delightful. She's one of the best finds from that movie. I think. I wanna. I actually like. I used to like Nancy Drew a lot as a kid. Uh, I like solving m- mysteries. Yeah, she's she's real good in the role, and I I, it's, I don't think they're going to do more because the CW is making a Nancy Drew TV series with Freddie, with Freddie Prince Jr. Um, not is as it, Nancy Drew. Is it like a is it like a sexy Riverdale version I, of Nancy Drew? Oh my God, oh, no. no! So don't ruin Nancy. So I doubt they'll make a sequel, but I would like to see this as like a, a new kids franchise. I would think think that'd be pretty cool. I'm into yeah. it. But yeah, that's so all. You I didn't did. get to see Captive State. That's a bummer. I didn't. I, was, I didn't even know. I wanted to out. ask you. I wanted to ask you. I think it came out this week, right? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you how it was. What's the buzz? It's good. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't looked into. I've heard. heard any... I've heard some good things. I'd like to go see it. Yeah. Not going to be this next week though, because we're going to go see Us. Yes. Oh, oh my! Are, are we for God. sure reviewing that? Well, no. Oh, we'll no, talk no, about no, it later. I, we haven't decided oh, okay. that. I was just saying that I'm going to see it. So before we get started on the news, we actually have a major announcement to make. Major. Um, I have been part of this group for a while and I'm trying to, you know, we're always trying to figure out ways to boost the show's potential and try and get more uh, ways collabs. To collabs and find more content and things like that. So we have partnered with Pave Media and uh, you can find out more about them at pavemedia.net. This is a network of podcasts. Their their tagline is connecting content creators from across the pond, paving the way for content. Mm-hmm. They've got uh, they've got actually that's that's exactly what hell yeah the, good good on you. Uh, basically, they've got a bunch of shows from across uh, from across the world. Like honestly, like there's people in Canada and Australia and oh, I, I don't oh, think it. I was, I was about to ask which pond because it's the Atlantic pond and the Pacific pond. I don't think it's actually anywhere in Australia. Oh, well. Uh, Canada, Britain, and things like that. Let's just stop hitting the table. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear you, so I imagine they can, too. Um, they have... Uh, so passionate. 
they have a bunch of shows on there you guys can check out. They have Beyond the Box set, uh, Batman versus the World, which is the fun show where they put where they where they pit bat, pit uh, Batman versus just random par- random pairings, random characters. Come on, Batman's gonna win most they, of the time, right? They <laughs> did. They did Batman versus uh, Assassin's Creed this 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 past uh, this past time. Ooh. Um, beg to differ, which is a, a oh. podcast where um, were they uh, beg to differ? Or basically like you know hot takes kind of thing. The Phil okay. Better Show, two geeks, two movies, and now us. Oh, we? Phil Better's on that one. Yeah, nice, cool. He's you've just seen him on the yeah uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and now us, the Victor Podcast. Woo-hoo. So we um, we partnered with them to um, hopefully you know. Help out. What'd you do? <laughs> I just doodled. I just like doodling. Don't worry about me. Um, I'm really excited about this. This is great. Yeah. So so everyone should definitely check them out at pavemedia.net. Um, the um, yeah. This is hap- <laughs> so this is this is happening. We're now part of a network. Yeah. Cool. I think I might be Brightburn, guys. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Just doodle. <laughs> just Why? doing doodles. This You're doing cool. doodle during the Pave Media announcement. Sorry. Great. Sorry. So yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so let's get it back into our news. News. That's the one. Gross. Bread and butter. <laughs> Threw me off. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, to start off our bread and butter, uh, we uh, we we saved this from last week for Ben. So Is this one you guys heard the me leaked, screaming? The leaked images of Sonic, the supposed, I want to say, alleged leaked images of Sonic. We all know what they are. Now, just hold it together. So have leaked. Uh, we, we now have at least an idea uh-huh. of what the Sonic the Hedgehog is going to look like in the live action film. Looks like shit, Bob. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, now don't get too hot here. Uh, what'd He's you already think? red in the face. <laughs> I know, he really is. Uh, well, so he, so it, let's, what'd you think? Well, I, w- I listened to the episode from last week, and uh, I couldn't believe you guys could hear me all the way from Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. It was The world gave out a collective, like, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, it's more like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, like, it's kind of like that. Like, when the, the images came out, Sparks and I were texting, and he sent me a side-by-side of, like, modern Sonic from the video games, but with, like, little fur accents. They did the same kind of texture yeah, as to make him look like a, a realistic, more realistic texture, yeah. so he's not so smooth and 3D graphical. Yeah. And but otherwise, he's still designed like he is in the games currently. And it looks so much better. Yeah. It looks so much better than the version we're getting. And, oh, I didn't think my expectations for... It would my- be difficult to translate something like that, depending on what, what kind of thing they're going for. Like, if they're yeah. going for a... If they're going for like a Rocky and Bullwinkle type See, situation where they where he comes from the video game world to the real world, then I can understand. But if it's just like a real animal, I, do, I don't even <sighs> the Pokemon. We just saw the Pokemon trailer. I don't even. Yeah, it's I don't, so easy. Yeah. I don't even think it matters. I think it, that the decision is like you have to decide if you're trying to make it be a realistic animal or if you're trying to make it a cartoon. And, and he should, and honestly, Sonic should be a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if he came from the video game world or not. Even if you're going to make him look like he lives in the real world with people, he can still be a cartoon. If Pikachu can look realistic and live next to a dude, Sonic can too. Yeah, so the thing is, he's a hedgehog. So they're not making him look more like a hedgehog no. to make him more realistic. No. They're doing this weird middle ground yeah. where it doesn't work either way. It's, it's just because- Nobody's like, happy. No. Yeah, and no one is happy. It's just the people behind this list don't know. I, I will don't say, know what to do. I will say. I think making it two eyes instead of one giant eye was the right move. I, think, I disagree. I think one giant eye. I honest, honestly, I don't right. care about the eye thing. The eye thing doesn't bother me. It's just the way he looks. I do think. The, I do think his body's ridiculous. Yeah, his it body's is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna Those make. Legs. I'm gonna make an argument for for the eye thing here. Um, Sonic is the only cartoon character 
franchise that has that look. It's iconic. All the it characters. has been the whole time. Don't did you accentuate the eye? Son- iconic. No, not on purpose. No. <laughs> Sonic Sonic silhouette is just as recognizable as Mickey Mouse's. And part of and part of the whole logo of his face yeah. that ever shows up, even when they do like a silhouette, is it's his eyes. eyes still looking like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's part of the look. If you're not doing that, he's not Sonic. I'm sorry. Like he's just not. Like I look right. at that the two eye look and I understand the like, well, one eye would look weird, and I'm like, why? We've been looking at it for twenty years. Why would it look weird? If we can look at Pikachu we can look at Sonic with his one his one eye that's not set. It's whatever. Look how gross, He's not a real like, character. Mewtwo is like a weird, gross, like weird looking thing with a gross tail. Like if they can do that, then I mean, Sonic people, should be easy. To be, he looks to amazing. Be, to be fair, Pikachu. to be fair to, to to the Pokemon thing, people have a problem with like this. Is, I don't care, but like Jigglypuff. Uh, being furry and Mr. Mime being that weird fleshy look. Sure, yeah. sure. Like people those, have an issue with that. Those are texture issues. Yeah. But yeah. it's not. It's not a. They look oh, like they tried to make them look yeah. like. But the thing is, animals that actually are alive. Yeah, and Brandon. Yeah. You look at Mr. Mime in the Detective Pikachu trailers, and then you look at him up. Uh, uh, like a Pokemon cart of Mr. Mime, there's no mistaking it too. They are both one. They are you know one of the same. Is. You yeah. know what it is. Clearly you that. put the Sonic the Hedgehog from the video games that you grew up that I grew up with, and then you put the Sonic images from the movie. You're like, wait, is that's this like his gross Sonic? Is this like this his bad cousin? Yeah, <laughs> These, it's like a, it's like one of those like, what universe is this from? Oh no, this is from the movie. Why are they doing this in the movie? These, Just use him. Just use the original one. These designs look like. Alvin and the Chipmunks, like older, cooler cousin, is, is yeah. the vibe they're going for, and I don't give a shit about no. Alvin Could and the Chipmunks' older, cooler no. cousin. So again, again, this is this is a hard topic for me to actually really look. I'm I have no horse in this race. Yeah, but it's the, okay. The could it be that the Pokemon designs are easier to translate because they do have a basis in the real world, whereas the because they come from an anime and anime tries to emulate real world as, as much as they can, whereas um, Sonic is just purely a cartoon. No, because they made a game called Sonic 06 on th- Xbox 360 where Sonic in the modern world, and that people had a problem with that too because it was Sonic kissing a regular girl. Yeah, technically, it was the girl kissing Sonic. And, and they've made that's anime kissing. But, but I mean, we're not like gonna the, go down that rabbit hole. And they've made anime like Sonic X, where yeah. Sonic and his friends are transported to the mo- to like our world. Yeah, and they, they live there, but they still look like them. Yeah, so, like it, it, d- no. The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> you can just make is, him look like Sonic. People aren't going to be like, why does he look like a weird monster? I understand changing the texture of him to make him look like he belongs a little more in the world next to you but there's no reason to change his overall design. He's still going to be a cartoon. Unless you are full-blown turning in, into an animal, yeah. then there's no point to it. There's no How point trying to diminish from the design. How did Yogi Bear look in those movies? He, he, looked, he, looked he okay. still looked like Yogi Bear. He looked Bear. like Yogi Bear. <laughs> yeah. Live action. Yeah. Yogi Bear. So yeah. Yogi yeah, they Bear. could do it. They yeah. could do it. Thing there's, is, Yogi, there's no good reason. See, like, no. I understand what you're saying, Brandon, but like in this case, you don't need to properly translate it. Just do what he looks like. We're watching a Sonic movie. Who you train are like like fool? Oh yeah. boy, these movies look bad. Sonic like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog has its fans. Yeah, I'm, why would you change the design and alienate you're not the get fans? Who new are you? Fans. Who are you trying to get you're into? You're not going to get new fans with this bad design. No, no, you're not. You're if anything, because sadly Sonic has had a bad stigma over the years of him being in either okay to a lot of bad games he's been in a lot of bad games he has been a lot of bad games (laughs) thanks to mania his star has risen a little bit more i say smash helps a little bit smash Smash helps a lot smash helps a lot forces people forget about it it's only mania and smash that people are like yeah sonic's kick ass now this isn't helping i'll tell you what in a week when that trailer comes out and it's awesome just forget everything we said if it if it is and the only complaint of that movie (laughs) is is, is, is sonic's design yeah I will walk away happy but i'm just saying the my bar is like at my feet right now you know what they still they still have 
they still have time to tweak it. They, they can't change that. This is actually no. the final design. They, they can't change it. It's too late, but they could still tweak it. They, they, they have, could. there has been like a statement floating around that like are people, I, I think trying to run damage control being like, well, it's not the final design. It's not the final design. And I'm like, it's definitely a direction yeah. that you're heading. Everything comes out I don't this like year. It. Yeah. I don't CGI I, costs money. Turn turn his the fur on his hands white instead of giving him gloves. I'm like, no, that's what, stu- okay. What? That is stupid. I have to. That, if that he is, can wear shoes, mm, he can wear yeah. gloves. Like, where is yeah, this decision that's the happening? Thing. Like, <laughs> that, where is this? When they're the, like maybe behind this oh. game or th- this design, like, just doesn't care. They're like, yeah, we'll go. We'll give him a regular hands and gloves. Who cares? No, Who cares? At, this, at that point, I would just like just use the modern <laughs> video game design, texture him like you would in the newer design. Yeah. But give him the gloves, give him the original shoes, and just have him be a random blue hedgehog. And Everyone just accepted. We're watching a movie about a hedgehog that could run at the speed of sound. Kids who are going to see this oh don't care. They don't care no, how they he don't. got the way he was. They He's don't. Just the way he is. He's just, it's just, it just yeah. happens. It's He's like, imagine, how does magic come? Just accept it. It's a fantasy world. Who cares? Yeah, I think. I That's think been our Mortal Kombat hot topic. My, my overall feeling about it is it just shows how misguided the whole idea behind this movie yes. has been yeah. the whole time. Like, ever since we heard the description of, like, he's hanging out with, like, a cop and they're doing things. And I'm he like, should, wow, this sounds terrible. He should be hanging and out then with tails. And then it's, uh, like, because even if you go to, the, like, the Sonic X anime when he gets to the Mar world, the closest thing to, like, that buddy cop story is that there's, like, a formula racer who feels competitive against Sonic. Yeah, that's a dope That's story. at least a cool idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is just like, I'm a cop, and I could use this fun, funky, cool blue hedgehog who zips around real fast to help me. I, I really don't hope, care. Uh, this, I wonder if this is like going to be a bad Detective Pikachu, like where he's helping a cop solve a murder or something. I yeah. swear to God. That'd be hilarious. If, if, oh, oh, I can't wait for the trailer. If they put in Super Sonic in this movie, I'm going to flip my shit. Hey, oh. man. Ben, I love, I love Goku. Real quick, Ben commented to me. He's like, you know, at least maybe we could get Metal Sonic, and that would be real cool. And I'm like, Ben, Metal Sonic will be a metal version of the crappy design we're already looking at. It ain't gonna and be cool. They'll make him a transformer. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll screw it up. Oh, why'd more. you Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that to me? Why? What's next? Right. Then moving on. Stuff yeah. that happened this week. Ooh. Yes, it did. Um, Netflix announced a new anime series. Oh, that's not the thing. Okay. A lot of things happened this There's week. There's a lot of... There's a lot of... Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of really exciting stuff happened this week, I think. Yeah. Some, not so much. Um, so the... Netflix announced a new anime series. Anime, um, specifically. They, um, they, you know, they've been gearing up for a major anime push with Blade Runner, and, and that's all I can remember at this point. Um, uh, well, happy... Uh, uh, was it Sex, Death, Robots? What's it called? Love, Death, Robots. Love, Death, Robots just came out. Um, oh, yeah. So now they have announced Gods and Heroes... Yes. Which is a mythology-based anime. Uh, eight episodes have been ordered of the series, and it tells the story of a young man who, cast aside by his people, learns that he is the illegitimate son of Zeus. Big surprise. He alone can save both heaven and earth, but to do so, he must survive the vengeful wrath of a goddess who wants him dead and the monstrous forces of evil she aligns her s- against, her s- against him. Heard is it Hera? Sounds like Hera? I was about to say. I bet it's Hera. I've seen Clash 50, of the Titans. 50 bucks says it's Hera. Who's, on, who's in? Um... The what cat- other goddess is vindictive? I, I don't know. Claudia Christian plays Hera. Jason O'Mara plays Zeus. Oh, Jason O'Mara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Derek Phillips, Heron, uh, Elias. Nope. Codius? Tophexis. Nope. Tophexis? That's a cool name. I don't know. Um, somebody else talking. I need to sneeze. Bless you. Uh, None of us are reading I the love mythology. Gesundheit. Woo! Hey, listen to Mythalanius. <laughs> Mythalanus <laughs> is great for myth stuff. Good plug. Good they, have a, they have a great uh, episode on uh, Prometheus. Um, uh, Prometheus, yeah, yeah. Man, that is some messed up stuff. The fire rises. Basically, this series is going to be written. <laughs> this series is created and written by Charlie and, Vla, and Vlas Parla, 
Palapanides. What? Palapanides. Sure. Palapanini. Um, <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and we're butchering your names, Brandon is sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry for this next bit. They are most known for the only two other th- the the two other things they've done before now, um, and only the two other things: Immortals, which is the movie, which is a Greek mythology, a Greek mythology movie. movie starring Henry Cavill. So uh, I think that movie is fun. It looks good. I haven't and, seen uh, it. It looks good. Okay, it's and not poorly written. It looks good. Okay, <laughs> and Death Note. Which one? The yeah. Netflix live-action Death Note film. Well, that movie was garbage. Oh, I don't even feel bad school. about saying it. I don't feel bad about saying it. American cheerleaders. The only good thing I can say about the movie is that Ryuk? Willem Dafoe was great. He's Ryuk, right? Is that yeah, his name? Yeah, he is Ryuk. Ryuk. So, yeah. That was it. Is that the only Netflix adaptation news you have? No. Okay, I'm just making sure because there's another one I like. Um, well, maybe. I'm not done with this yet. Okay. Um, they, had a, they have a quote here. In Gods and Heroes, we wanted to tell a wholly original story set in the beloved world of Greek mythology. We are thankful for such an amazing cast and, and for such great creative partners at Netflix and Powerhouse Animation who continue to push the envelope and expand the anime genre in a manner we had only dreamed of. Powerhouse, Powerhouse Animation is the uh, animation house to, uh, that puts out Castlevania. Castlevania is great. Um, Netflix had this to say the traditions of global mythology and folklore are fertile ground for anime projects and we are excited to explore the epic epic settings and characters of Greek mythology in our new new series Gods and Heroes Charlie and Vlaz uh, have an have an outstanding track record of telling gripping stories set in fantastical worlds, and we are do they? two two films two films. That's not a track record, and we are thrilled. But in to fantastical worlds is a truth. Bring their unique vision mm. for the gods and heroes, mm. gods of Mount Olympus, to Netflix members around the world. Immortals is pretty fantastical. Yeah, I'll grant you that one. Yeah. Death Note, I don't think Death, Note is. Death Note has a death monster in it and a notebook that kills people. That's fantastic. Well, the weird th- the weird thing is death between Immortals and Death Note. Immortals is their first film. Between Immortals and Death Note, that's six years. And yeah. now this is two years, and I have a TV series. Hey, man, uh, sometimes creative people work differently than others. Death Note was critically panned. Yeah. it yeah. could. This could have been like in the works, because it's an animated show, right? It could yeah, be. It's true. All the animation takes a while. I want is for it to be as brutal, brutal as Castlevania. Yeah. Because Greek mythology is brutal, and rarely does anything ever capture that in media. And if it does that, Unless I'll be like, that's real neat. God, Otherwise, yeah. mm. they've already got like chapter titles too, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, like episode titles, War of Olympus, The Labyrinth, Back to Olympus, Escape or Die. It also sounds to me like because they didn't name a specific Greek hero that they're just going to be making up. I'm sure they're own, making a new one. Their own, like, I'm a child of Zeus, and I'm going to do all the things that the other a, children of Zeus did, and some Achilles. giant amalgamation of things, and I'm like, neat, I don't, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then no. along came Yeah, Zeus. it looks like it's a new a character. So, Ryan, do you hear all the Thunderbolts? He's a son of Zeus being hunted by Hera? How original. Uh, it's not like every other Greek mythology starts that way. That's I think, okay, you know, it, it genuinely what upsets me about that is that there are so many avenues of Greek mythology, mm-hmm. and they pick the avenue that like everybody already knows. Yeah, about because it's in like the most common, the easy one that everyone one. knows. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, and I'm like, but but you know what that says to me? It's because of Hercules and Disney. Not so much that's what everyone knows. That's so much what these guys know. Like these guys don't know more than the base knowledge of Greek mythology. Like if they, I watched Hercules' Legendary Journeys. I'll say Immortals is has nothing to do with Hercules. That's that's no no, no you're right. But it's still but it's still illegitimate son of Zeus. Blah blah blah. Who gives a shit? Like it, it's still it's still the classic Greek hero's journey. Plot of Immortals. Right to now. be fair, Wonder Woman is now also that. Yeah, but uh, a lot of this comes from like a baseline knowledge of yeah. of yeah. Greek mythology. This, this isn't me dragging this specific thing for doing it. I'm just saying like. On its own. No, yeah. I'm saying this is an overall problem where thing there's so much more, but nobody wants to dig any deeper into all. It's these probably other because avenues. it's be, doing things that are rated R is like you know already what? a risk enough. You know what? 
make this an anthology series of different myths that maybe not a lot of people know about. You know, maybe, that would be cool. Maybe, the storytellers, maybe the pull, pull yeah. it from you guys. Maybe do a tale how Prometheus stole fire from Olympus. Maybe do that. You should listen to you more should, episodes. Whether or not Epimetheus was in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Henson's a story. Maybe, maybe you do something else that doesn't involve Zeus's I, you illegitimate know what, kids. Or you know what Zeus I do think Rourke was in Immortals. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was. You know what? what's interesting is... This, and Luke Evans. That movie looks awesome. This could be... It's called Gods and Heroes. Yeah. Like, it's not called Gods and Heroes, the story of such and such. I don't Achilles. care. Achilles. Like, it could be a story. It could be an <laughs> anthology thing. Like, the next series, like, the next season could be about a different Greek era or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, Judging from those titles, though, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a narrative. <laughs> a return to Olympus. Yeah. Escape or die. Um, what was the other thing you wanted to touch Yes. On? There is another Netflix adaptation. They are doing a Capcom game that I'm the only person who's played probably. It's called Dragon's Dogma, which is uh, came out around the same, same time as Skyrim. It's a third-person open-world RPG. Uh-huh. Uh, the big thing in that game was, one, you climb monsters. You like Shadow of the Colossus, and you stab them in the eyes and stuff. Uh-huh. The second, they had a thing called the pawn system where people would create uh, uh, any person that they'd want, and they are put into the pawn world and the pawn world is a different dimension where these people are basically just happy slaves and they're just people who are hey I just love helping out so you pick any pawn you want so you pick like Nicolas Cage and like Rachel Wise and they come with you on your fantasy journey and uh, I don't know how they turn that into a series but I'm excited for it is this anime or live action anime hell yeah that's cool All right. in Immortals they go to Mount Tartarus yeah nope that there's that's wrong that's there's no such thing as Mount Tartarus. Yeah, Tart- Tartarus is the underworld. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's also uh, a, a a fake thing, <laughs> with a, a movie. Yeah. So like, yeah. you what are you gonna be, do? What if, okay, what if they were like the 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 the, the Daily Planet is a podcast? Uh if it's if it's like in a comic book. The, like no, like Spider Man, J. Jonah Jameson's a podcast. I was example. gonna say, yeah, that, yeah, that was gonna. I, I even looked at you. I'm like, that's not helping. It's a bad example. No, no but there, there, there's a, there's a sense you can of change that can happen in adaptations, yeah. but you can't fundamentally. But you shouldn't fundamentally change what that thing is. I and changing and changing sure. that is a fundamental change. The problem with me is like all of this stuff is fake and not real. So it's all comic books. You no, know, I know. That's why I don't get mad about stuff like that, the thing you just mentioned. But, no, but we. Have gotten upset no, with yeah. the change certain things. This yeah. him mentioning Mount Tartarus doesn't blow my gaskets. Is what I mean. That doesn't bother me, especially when the image that we see in that movie is so badass. I don't remember that. I don't remember seeing it's, anything it, interesting in that. Film. Put it on mute, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's for, definitely for, what you want to hear about for, a movie. No, for no. Real. How about we put it on mute but play yeah, the God but, of War soundtrack? But on the again, background. like we're talking about that these guys are the ones writing it, not the yeah. people who decide what it looked like. No, I know. I don't, I don't also, know. I think it's way too early to judge to judge it. Yeah, I think is. I think we can absolutely judge something based on their two other credits. Yeah. Uh, like I mean, I'll I'll judge whoever. Like I will judge people based on what they've done before. And yep. if I don't like what they've done before, I'm gonna say, look, I don't like anything that Zack Snyder's done. I Doesn't did, I mean, didn't mean to derail. You were talking about the other thing. No, I'm done. You're done. Yeah. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, I just I was just reading about Immortals because I totally forgot that no. how that movie. I watched that movie a couple years ago. Like it's totally fine. Like I've there are worse movies to watch for Is sure. Is it sad that every time you guys say Immortals, I think of the Fall Boy song from Big Hero Six? No, nope, that's fine. Okay, better movie. Uh, Back yeah. for Blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the song is a better movie than Immortals. No. Um, Back for Blood, uh, which I thought I I, I left this this one in because I I, th- I think we're all fans of Left for Dead. Yeah. I never played. Um, it. I played that game uh, hundreds of hours. You guys are fans. I've never played it. Well, uh, the Ooh, same the same studio, uh, Turtle Rock Studios, is putting out a new bo- a new not a new uh, game called Back for Blood, mm-hmm. which is ba- not a sequel but a spiritual and successor. Actually, number four, just left for just like Left for Dead. Yeah. 
they put a number four in the middle, so it's very much because it's a four-player game. It's a spir- well, yeah. it's a spiritual successor to it's back to zombies. It's it's uh, they're talking about how you know uh, it's going to have some player versus player like Evolve does mm. or things like that. Uh, I will I will tell you. Are you familiar with Left 4 Dead at all? Yeah, yeah. it's a survival okay. hor- uh, zombie game. But are you familiar with like why it was so cool? Um, Four-player co-op. So what one of the things that made Left 4 Dead so great is that it was it created a random generation system of where the zombies were and where they came from. Yep. Oh. So every time you played a level, you never knew exactly what you were getting or where. Oh, and depending okay. on like how well you do in the match, zombies spawn differently. Different boss zombies spawn differently. Yeah. Oh, okay. So so it, it it was never the same match, even though you were going through the. Same it's called zones. like the director. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. this an Xbox ex- exclusive? No, yeah, yes. it was on. It was on everything. Uh, it was on Xbox and PC only. It was not on PlayStation. It wasn't on a PlayStation. Okay. I remember. Um, it, okay. it was on PC, but it was only Xbox. Because I think yeah. when this game came out, my Xbox started to die, and I didn't e- bother getting it. Yeah, to let you to let you know like how great this game was, Brandon played this game a lot. A lot. Oh. I really like that game. Yeah. Oh. It's a lot of fun. I normally don't. Shit. All right. Yeah, but we would we would uh, system link. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff yeah. with that game. That was great. Yeah. That was fun. I, then, I am so excited about this. Then they made Evolve. Oh yeah, I heard yeah, about that. And good. I played that game for like two, I played, two weeks. That I, was that was that was a misstep. Yeah, uh, but this one looks like to be a lot of fun. They're talking about it's designed from the ground up uh, as an original premium title and marries the best of what made the co-op zombie shooter so successful with new features and state-of-the-art technology. Uh, they said we get to return uh, to a genre that was born in our studio with over 10 years of additional experience and zombie radios racked up in our brains. It's going to be a PS4 and Xbox One, yeah. but they're open to putting it on PC and Switch okay. and things like that. Yeah. So that that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, way excited. Valve doesn't make regular games anymore, so I'm glad they. Even though Evolve came out, I'm glad they're going back to what they know how to do. It's like yeah, make sweet ass zombie games. Yeah, yeah. I, I I loved the Left 4 Dead games, so yeah. if this is this is anywhere near as good as those were, I'm real excited. Color I think intrigued. we'll play this a bunch. Yeah, I'm 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 stoked for this. Heck yeah! Um, All right, and yeah. you know you know it's exciting when I'm excited in, for it. In yeah. my opinion, Left 4 Dead is like pinnacle like zombie game. Zombie. Like, I would zombie say not even zombie, just game. pinnacle multiplayer like. I might I played that game with my dad. Yeah, my dad, oh, wow. like yeah, like it's it's what it broke you want. it broke like boundaries for people who don't play video games because of oh, just how okay. good it was and how awesome the zombie stuff no, was. Yeah, I love yeah. it when video games are able to do that. When they get people who don't necessarily play video games to play it, that's yeah. what I like about it. It's, it's, it's what you want. Like basically four levels generally and each level had a, has a goal you have to you have to, you have to so, get to a safe so zone. what it is is yeah. uh, so what it is is that um they they give you a bunch of maps. Um they added more as the games went and you would go through the maps and the maps would be in pieces. So you'd get through a chunk of the map and then you get to a safe zone. And then you'd have a little And you get breather. to heal you get and to get like ammo. restock and everything. And then you have to continue on the map to the next safe zone. Oh. And every level and gets harder get, and harder. And once you get to the, the end of the map, it's usually like wait for the helicopter to show up or wait for, a rush wait for a train the, fuel the or car. fuel the car, get on the plane. Left 4 Dead 2 had a, uh, uh, a stage where you had to like play music and fireworks and stuff. So you're on a stage while zombies come and rush yes. the stage. Oh, that's yes. Awesome. Uh, waiting for a helicopter rescue. Use a guitar's weapon <laughs> because the, oh, sound, so the sound would the sound would attract, attract them. zombies. Yeah, and there was a, they, they people made levels too. There yeah. was a, there's a lot of mods. Indiana Jones oh. Oh, yeah. uh, and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye really became a level. Yeah, there is a wow. there is a Louisiana swamp level where you yeah. get caught in a monsoon. So you're having to go through like heavy rain and you can only see a certain distance in front of you. That's okay. And there are these things called witches. Oh no! Yeah, who have red eyes and they they just walk around and cry. No, they sit down. They lay down so in the Louisiana swamp level. They, oh, they wander. Do they really? They mm. wander and they cry and they twitch and they make it seem like they're in trouble. 
So you think but they'll mess you up? So oh. the, first, the first time you the first time you think about you see a witch and they're crying. They're crying. You think that oh this is a person I need to go help this person. Are you okay? And click, then click. It, and if you then get too close, and, and then, then they, if you get too close, they turn around and they're instant kill. Yeah, they no, text. they're not instant kill. They're instant knockdown. Right, yeah. right. Your teammates can kill her both after she's knocked you down, but you will be injured and they'll have to help you up. Oh, yeah. so it's like surprise. Yeah, it, it was a great game. That's our left for dead talk. Yeah. <laughs> Love that game. So oh, excited right. about it. Yeah. Really excited for this. Hell yeah, dude. Um, now I'm more excited that we talked about Left 4 Dead a bit. Yeah, no, I, I the, when when Back for Blood was announced this week, I was like, this is this is what I've been waiting for. Was essentially a Left 4 Dead three, which yeah. this is is yeah. essentially. I've been waiting for this for a long time and because you know I love playing that game, and yeah. it's so sad that like it's hard to still play that game because you have to have old xbox technology in the or games. just have a pc yeah yeah, yeah or, or have a pc but i preferred playing it on the xbox to do the multiplayer with like mm. all my friends and everything do the community links. online is on for pc is still real strong they're yeah, still making is. mods it for it it yeah. is um all so next thing is uh surprising news that came out and to very little fanfare ezra miller is writing the script for the flash with acclaimed comic book writer grant morrison yeah huh. i respect this a lot because i uh, Ezra Miller is a super creative dude, and I don't know if it was his idea or the studio's idea or Grant Morrison's idea, but like I totally believe he's like, man, I really want to get this movie made. So like, can I be involved to help faster make it go faster? They're saying that if Warner Brothers doesn't take the script, he'll walk. Oh, I yeah. believe that. Uh, so, I believe so because uh, yeah. I I helped with the news segment for this part. Yeah. Here are the details of this, and this is why I'm a little about this. Oh no, his his contract with Warner Brothers for this is up in three months. Oh yes, and if they Shit. don't take his script changes for this. He will he will supposedly leave the project and he won't be the Flash anymore. His uh, the official like word on what he said he wants to do with the script is he's taking the script they just had and he's making it darker. That's what makes me nervous. I know Grant yeah. Morrison's involved and that's cool and all, but I don't like that Ezra Miller's trying to drive the Flash into this really dark territory. Yeah, and yeah, that was the thing that I wasn't crazy about too. And yeah. and no offense to him or anything, I just don't have a lot of faith that like he really knows what the Flash is supposed to be to begin with. There's no, there's yeah, never been yeah. any indication to me that he knows what he's doing. Like Grant Morrison aside, yeah, it, he's never given me that impression. And him being like, well, I want to make the Flash movie a lot darker, the first Flash movie. I'm like. N- no, no, that's there's, not what I want. After just after Flash, Justice League, that's not he, what Flash I want. Flash isn't a dark character. Yeah, I mean, there's he, he. Yes, he is not a dark character. Like there are a, a, obviously aspects of his life that are sad and bad. Yeah. But like, like he had the same strategy as Batman, but he's like bright and happy. Yeah, like you know, he saw his mom get murdered in front of him. But the he's, tone of Shazam yeah. is the tone of a Flash. Movie. I was yeah. going to say the yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this this has me pretty. The Flash should be almost more like a Marvel movie. Yeah, like this, happier with dark undertones. This has me a little like. Yeah, I didn't hear the dark dis- stuff. Disappointed. I, yeah, yeah. I, didn't yes. hear the, I heard when because when I saw the article, I saw the headline that Grant Morrison is going to help write the Flash movie, and that was like, okay, great, we have someone who actually knows what the F sure. is doing, and and, and, and Grant Morrison said, still might be involved even after Ezra Miller decides to walk. Uh huh. But this still is. Tenuous. This is still more problems coming <laughs> out of the Flash months. camp, which is kind of a bummer because this movie has been delayed constantly. Four directors at this point have, yeah. have walked yeah, dude. the project. It's three uh, different scripts. Yeah, three different it's, scripts, like yeah. it's kind of like the Batman movies. Like every time a new director comes on, there's a pool going. It's like, how long is this guy gonna last? So, Matt Reeves is still on it. Uh, yeah. So I, man, good. I wish Phil Lord and Chris Miller would have circled back to this. I think they have the right idea, just in too. tone, that they yeah. would do the Flash correctly yeah. and. Again, I just go back to like Ezra Miller having the impression that he needs to make this pic- this film darker. I don't like right that. away tells me I I just don't think this is because this fit. isn't studio. I don't think this is the fit anymore. This no. isn't studio mandate. This is him trying to do it, and yeah. that that's yeah yeah. That's and what worries me worrying. is, uh, 
Like I, Ezra Miller's fine. Like I don't mind if he's a flash, but and he's gone in. He's gone in three months. So either they have a script that doesn't work and they push it through because they have to, or we're gonna relapse on this flash thing and have to wait another couple years with a new flash. Right. So like either way, it's a bad situation. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, and and again, like Grant Morrison and him are not writing a brand new script. They're taking the script that was turned in and they're changing it. Yeah. So they're so there's gonna be like seven. They're names going in and making uh. it different. Um, you ever seen the you ever seen the cre- the credits for Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, that's a, a lot of people and wrote that script. I, to be fair, at the same time, Spider Man Homecoming had like a billion writers on it. So like every every situation has good for and bad. sure, for sure. Yeah. Like I, I, there's no way to predict this yeah. could yeah. be like good. Cowboys this could be good for the Flash movie. The initial feeling I have yeah. is is I don't want trepidatious. If it yeah. were just oh, hey Grant Morrison's going to punch up the script for the Flash, I'd be like that sounds great. But it's also Ezra Miller wants it to be this way, or he's leaving, and he kind of says he wants it to be darker, and I'm like. Well, that doesn't sound I mean, awesome. I, I get where Ezra Miller is like, he's probably like super like pissed off that he's like, how long is it going to take? For, I'm done being that stupid character in Grindelwald. I want to be the Flash. Well, no, I, 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 I wouldn't say that. On. I wouldn't hold say on. that. I think he cares way more about being being Credence in, in Grindelwald. Because in, he, uh, wouldn't keep, he wouldn't keep being in the movie and pushing the Flash schedule, keep uh, pushing it back if he, unless he was going to be in the, the Harry Potter movies. Right. Like these are, those are just as vital. <clears throat> those are more vital. That's where his bread and butter is right now. Yeah. Uh, Ezra Miller doesn't really have any like direct writing credits either. Yeah. And so there's nothing that this, I'm not judging him. I'm not, I don't want to do a drag on him, but this does feel a little like an actor weighing their big contract in, in front of them to get a movie that they think they want, uh, but isn't necessarily what's best for the product or for the fans. Yeah. And that's yes. kind of what this feels like because yeah. I have no, I, I've never been given anything that has told me Ezra Miller knows that yeah. much about The Flash, knows what he's doing, knows how to handle This isn't like when Edward Norton was like, I have a lot of ideas for Bruce Banner because I'm You know what fan. this feels like to me? It's like, you got Wonder Woman, you got Aquaman, you got Shazam. He's like, why am I the only person not getting a movie? Yeah. So he's like, can I please have a movie or I'm going to leave? Yeah. So they're like, sure, do you want Grant Morrison? Okay. <laughs> Wasn't Zemeckis attached to this movie at one time? That was a rumor, yeah. It was a rumor. Definitely, I don't think it ever I was official. That would have been some hella good choices too, man. Yeah. Oh, he would have been real good. Anyway, oh, well. Let's move on. Wait, yeah. who's directing The Flash now? No, no one. Yeah. No one <laughs> is yet. Who knows? It will be Ezra Miller by the time the week <laughs> is up. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a pretty fast way to make me not want to see it. <laughs> yeah, right. Directed Jeez. by Ezra Miller. Right. Um, Written by, starring, and directed by Ezra Miller, The Flash. Oh. It's the Tommy Wiseau. The, dark, the darker take movies. on Barry Allen's story. No, thank you. Nope. Uh, moving on. Speaking of darker superhero stories, Black Hammer is a series I, I deeply, deeply love, as I've talked about it on this book, on this podcast for quite some time. And never in my wildest dreams did I ever think this was going to happen, but Black Hammer is teaming up with DC Comics to do a Black Hammer Justice League crossover. What, what's the Justice League doing on that farm? Called Hammer of Justice, a five-issue miniseries out in July. Jeff Lemire writing it. Um, Hammer of Justice, I get it. Michael Walsh. Walsh is the artist. Michael Walsh is a great, amazing artist. And it's basically what happens when uh, the Justice League end up on the farm that Black Hammer uh, started on. They're no longer on the farms for all the others, so I don't know what's going to happen. But apparently this book is going to be relevant, not some weird wishy-washy imaginary story. This book is going to have implications to the Black Hammer universe. So, Brandon, question. How much of Black Hammer do I need to read before I pick this up? Uh, you already read volume one because it was my book club a couple months ago. No, I didn't. I wasn't on that. Episode. Damn it, Ben. What what you can do. What, <laughs> so what what we're hearing is that this is going to be very new reader friendly. Like people who read the Justice League can go to this. Okay. Um, it looks like nothing. 
I would recommend that you read it. I can guarantee you they'll be able, they'll have a, a f- brief explanation of the farm and everything. Yeah, it'll be. I would. Oh, you can jump in. I would recommend you would read it all mm-hmm. um, because you would have to read everything up to this point. Um, but you don't have to. You okay. can just read this book because the only thing of Black Hammer I read was the book club for today. To be fair, I think like most of the crossovers, like Batman, Ninja Turtles, like these kind of things, like you can kind of jump in and like if you have a yeah. tertiary knowledge yeah. of the okay. stuff, you'll be fine. But this is supposed to. This is hopefully going to like. Jeff Lemire is talking like hopefully we get new readers from this like it's going to be important to the Black Hammer universe in a way that going forward it will have implications much like when authority crossed over with aliens and that was the catalyst they used to destroy their their base and move them to Earth this is definitely gonna get people on both yes Um, the cover art looks amazing yeah Yeah, Um, there's tons and tons of of variants oh yeah um, that have like Golden Gale, who's the who's a seventy year old woman trapped in a body of a ten year old. <sighs> that poor girl <sighs> fighting Starro. Um, there's the Green Lantern is suspiciously missing, uh, and this has the cover of the first Black Hammer, but with the Justice League and the Green Lantern um, ring, where the Black Hammer uh, hammer used to be, implicating that uh, maybe maybe Green Lantern is dead. Yeah. Huh. Um, so 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 details of the plot are are being kept sparse for now, but we do know that the crossover kicks off when a strange man arrives simultaneously on the Black Hammer farm and in Superman's <laughs> home of Metropolis. Both worlds are wi- are warped, and DC villain Starro launches an attack. Okay, Starro. So Jeff Lemire says, uh, of course. <laughs> Of course, there are some surface similarities, like both Martian Manhunter and Barbalian being Martian heroes, but when you put them together, it allows the uniqueness of both worlds to really come through. He was talking about how Black Hammer you know, is heavily referential to the DC Universe, um, with a lot of characters having a lot of like allegories uh, allegor- uh, allegories with the, with the Justice League, but when writing the two, you start to see the, the differences uh, and less of the similarities, and I, I'm really excited for that. Heck yeah, dude. Um, Barbalian. This is the this is the most exciting thing that came out this week for me. This was this was the one that I was like, holy shit! This is this is what really kicked me into high gear this week. It's really dope, and it makes me wish. Marvel did more of this kind of stuff. At least, like, the big stuff. Because intercompany crossovers are very difficult to, ha- to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Um, you know, Hellboy, I think, had one Batman crossover. Yeah. Um, especially with Dark Horse. That's kind of creator-owned, but also kind yeah. of not. Like, like but DC, f- definitely, like, for years, has been way more friendly about this kind of yes, thing. Yes, they have. And yes, they it's, have. like, Marvel had an Attack on Titan crossover, but that was, like, a weird manga and, like, a weird back issue of a comic. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they do it, but, like, not nearly to the degree like this. Well, because like, I've what, seen D- yeah. I've seen Predator and Aliens versus Superman and Batman. Yeah. Dark Horse, IDW, Dark Horse, IDW, and DC all have really good working relationships. Now, Marvel and Judge IDW. Judge Dredd and Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel and IDW also have really good working relationships, but you'll never see a crossover. Yeah. That's really weird. Which and also IDW does publish a bunch of the Disney comics. That's too, why they have a good working relationship. Like odd. It would, it, IDW publishes Marvel comics. Yeah. Yeah. But they won't they won't cross over. You'll never see like Transformers meet the Avengers. And like Rom the Space Knight is like you, he's not a Marvel character, but they use the Space Knights all the time in, in like Guardian stuff. Yeah. Like the Guardians can meet Star Trek. Like that would be how cool that'd be. That'd be amazing. Like why we think of the Gre- money. But then we had Green Lantern meet the Star Trek. That's what I mean. Star Trek. What I mean is like DC does this all the time. Yeah. Like with Planet Out of the Apes or Transformers with everybody DC loves this yeah and people love it everyone loves crossovers but Marvel yeah. but Marvel doesn't anyway uh, after um, this is the last quote I want to read from him uh, from Jeff O'Meara obviously I want Black Hammer to continue to grow and evolve autonomously but that doesn't mean that this is just a throwaway imaginary story either 
It will have an emotional impact on both sets of characters, and there is one other aspect that will have a more lasting effect, but I can't spoil that here. It started as a simple story of five superheroes stranded on a farm, and it's important to me that I always keep that in mind. When I grow the Black Hammer universe, it all has to come from the from that core and from the same place of emotional and character-driven storytelling. Sounds right. I think Black Hammer is so very good. If you have not read it, please read more of it. It's a great book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, moving on. Superman Year One has a solicitation. Is this the Frank Miller one? Yes, this is the Frank Miller one. This, this is, is the this is huh. the black the, the black label Frank Miller John Romita mm. Jr. book. Right. Um, out in June, we oh. finally have a release date. It's out in June. Okay. Uh, Superman Year One is a coming of age story for the future of, of for the future Man of Steel, featuring a young alien boy just trying to find his place in a new world. Faced with the needs to hide his heritage and powers in order to survive, Clark Kent. Clark will find the, his humanity through the grounding of the Kent family and the relationships that will define the man he will become. Told by two of the most revered voices in comics, Superman Year One is more than a superhero story. It's about the choices made by Clark Kent on his path to become a, to becoming a legend. It's a testament to the importance of choosing to become a hero. So it sounds like run of the a mill. story I've heard a million times before. Sounds yeah. a little run of the mill. Yeah. Like Superman Birthright. Yeah. Or um, Superman Secret Origins. Like or, uh, most of the origin stories of Superman. Yeah. Um, hey, man, like, I kind of gave up on Frank Miller a while ago. Me too. So, yeah. also John Romita Jr. like, uh, you're all the same faces, my man. Yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> don't care. What do you feel? This is the resident Superman Sparks? Yeah. Superman fan? It's uh, There's nothing, ever since this has been announced, there's nothing that's particularly drawn me to like, ooh, gotta read this. Yeah. And then still, still feel that way. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Um, uh, Donny Cates uh, tweeted out that this is the best news story that will break the internet and then the Grant Morrison thing happened. He was like, well, damn. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he did. T- he did. Marvel did announce a new Donny Cates book, and we are all very excited when a new Donny Cates book is announced. Silver Surfer Black. Yes. By Donny Cates and Trad Moore. This is going to be some crazy art, man. <gasps> Trad Moore. Trad Moore. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Love yes. Trad Moore from the Luther Strode series. Uh-huh. And Ghost Rider. Uh, and mm-hmm. the all-new Ghost Rider. Uh, it's a five-issue miniseries. And it will be a set after, spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy number one, but it will take place after most of the cosmic heroes were sucked into a black hole. Yep. And oh. uh, the Silver Surfer, it used to be Silver Surfer in the black hole. Um, Marvel. What, what happens? Who knows? Marvel said, when Donny Cates wrote the first issue of the new Guardians of the Galaxy series, we both agreed that Silver Surfer's adventures wasn't going to end there. That there was still more story to be told about that about what happened to all the cosmic heroes that got sucked into the black holes, Black Order's wormhole. Uh, b- sorry, a Black Order's wormhole, not a black hole. Um, but Donnie's imagination really kicked into high gear when artist Trad Moore signed on. Readers won't realize it, but Silver Surfer Black is a culmination of everything Donnie has been writing since his Thanos run. And Trad Moore is delivering some of the craziest visuals seen in, in a Marvel comic today. I believe that. Ooh. I am so excited. Yes. Let's I love Donnie Cates. I love Trad Moore. Bring it on. Yeah, Let's I uh, do this. I really liked uh, Dan Slot Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Um, that is definitely the much more like lighter fun tone. So this is if this goes back to like like the darker cosmic stuff. Uh, I'm 100% down. Yeah. And if it does everything that he's done up until, like, you know, his Thanos stuff, there could be, like, who knows, man? There could be Venom stuff. Hey, there Don- could be. Donnie is the new co- the new overlord of Cosmic. Yeah. Cult and of it's, Kate's. it's good. Thank God. I'm glad, it's, I'm glad Cosmic's back. Me too. Yeah. Well, Sparks, you've been a little quiet. Well, you, so you were talking. Well, I'm waiting for you to jump in. I, I didn't want to interrupt. You, you know were talking. Oh. Well, it's your I'm turn. Sorry. You know how this podcast works, baby. Yeah. No. What do you think about this one? I mean, it's Kate's, so. Yeah, like what? I mean, really. Like this there much we, more. I mean, what, more do we, what more do we need to say at this point that Donnie Cates yeah. is writing? And second, I'm like, cool. What is it? I'll read it. Just the second no, we mentioned Donnie Cates' name, Sparks is like, I'm in. Yeah. 
it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't wait to discuss about this in more detail at some time in the near future, Hell maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm ready. Um, this one's for you, Ryan. Is it? The Spiral of Swamp Oh, Kid. yeah, it is for you. Wait, what is Did this? Did you ever hear about this? No. Good, I'm glad. What? Uh, you were right to keep this one I know, I thought it would be funny. What? Um, so a new YA graphic novel called The Spiral of Swamp Kid, written and, written and drawn by Kirk Scroggs, will detail the adventures of teenage w- Russell Wainwright... <laughs> Len Wein, uh, Bernie Wrightson. No, I, I'm here. The name, the name, a subtle nod to creators Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. Russell is like any other school teenager dealing with middle school drama and emotional insecurities, but also happens to be merged with swamp life. Okay. <laughs> the book resembles Russell's personal notebook containing his reflections as well as sketches of himself and, co- and comic panels detailing his various misadventures. The notebook will be entirely from Russell's perspective as a part monster mash and part comedy and a mix of prose and comic book storytelling. Out October te- October 1st for 9.99. It's a young adult swamp teen. Teen swamp book. <laughs> teen swamp thing. I think this is the first time that like Swamp Thing's been kidified. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, like he, this is but, like a chibi Swamp Thing. But, like but this, is, this is part team? of a larger YA push yeah. that DC is doing. We're not touching. But on this all one all is those. interesting. But this one. You was. know what? Like God bless them because like Swamp Thing's definitely like one of the more obscure characters. Yeah. So like good on them. Like yeah, yeah sure, make it a Swamp Teen young adult book. Sure, why not? <laughs> swamp Kid. Swamp Kid. That's a th- I hate the name, but it's whatever. <laughs> I think I like Swamp Teen a little bit better than Swamp Kid. Swamp Boy. <laughs> I'm going to touch on this one a little bit later. So let's move on to What If. Uh, oh, yeah. This what is if what? Yes. Now, mind you, take everything uh, Take everything that comes out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, uh, with a grain of salt. We don't know exactly everything that's happening. But a lot of these TV shows do sound really interesting, but they did just announce a new animated... Well, speculation is bound that a new animated series. Everything that has been speculation has come true so far. Yes. So called What <laughs> If... That's smoke. Which based off of the, which is based off of the. That's not what smoke sounds like. I, it's based. <laughs> that's off what of you're rubbing two sticks together. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> based off of the popular comic series, what if it's going to be an animated uh, series of, uh, for Disney Plus, um, and it will be what if it will take the what if approach to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> this is incredible. That could potentially, obviously overseen by Kevin Feige, uh, but could potentially include voice actors that were the characters from the movies. So like Robert Downey Jr. So like yeah. Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth. I'm Chris okay with that. So Scarlett I, Johansson. Every time like a big big movie comes out, I'm like, all right, you know, we made it as like Marvel fans, comic fans. We have made it so far. Now we're doing. What if this happened a different way for the movie you already saw? You know what? Like, I was just so interesting. Is I've, crazy. I've, when they were doing the Marvel one shots, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they did like what if one shots and like had like live action one shots, yeah. just do quick like little what ifs. This is the next best thing. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's animated, so again, like you can get those characters. If you uh-huh. could get the, if you could get the cast to come back, if you could. Like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. to come back. Like I would believe this would the only be the only way that RDJ would come back. Uh, we could talk uh, about. We'll that. talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, yeah like this like, is super exciting. Yeah, like again, like I this is this is me going like, man, we made it. Like now that we can just go, like, yeah, what if Thanos like what if Thanos got the Infinity Stones early or like what if Thanos never what came if to Ultron Earth? Like, won what all if, of these things, what, all these silly things. What if uh, Robert Downey Jr. won the Civil War? What if Steve never got the Soldier ser- Super Soldier Serum? Yeah. yeah, like all of this silly stuff, and because it's animated, you can do it. What baby. if Captain Marvel was a scroll? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We there, there was one. There was one story in particular that the article talked about that could be. What if Loki found the hammer? 
So we got Tom Hiddleston as Thor. Oh, what if Captain man. America was? Oh, that's funny because Tom Hiddleston auditioned, auditioned for, for Thor. That's yeah. good. Okay. Man. What if Captain America was Hydra? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they could do that. Could do that. Sweet. And instead of just doing an actual movie, just like that's there it is. That's your version. Yeah. What if Thor: yeah. The Dark World was good? What if Thor? Ah, they all they won't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, so the the other thing is again again Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Yeah. Uh, I cannot stress enough. Uh, Personally, I don't believe anything until Faggy tells me. Tell me, tells me. What if Justin Hammer were Tony Stark? I'm down. <laughs> oh my god! But it's just a series of like misfires. Sam Rockwell being Iron Man. <laughs> it's just like a, him just keep messing up. Yeah, oh I'm down for that. Uh, so again, uh, anything that comes from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm always of the opinion, especially stuff before Endgame, because they're keeping everything very close to the chest. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, stuff that's coming out after Endgame, keeping everything close to the chest for Phase Four and things like that. Uh, it is not not official until Feige tells us it's official. However, that being said, it is looking like this Chang Chi movie that we've been hearing about for a little bit Hell is yeah. coming is coming to pass. Um, they, Master of Kung Fu. We are hearing that there is a director attached, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, who's not really done a whole lot. He's done more in the indie scene. Dave Callahan was the writer who did Doom and The Expendables and Wonder Woman 1984 coming out. The director did a film that got like a lot of praise this past year, Short Term 12. Yeah. Oh, short, short yeah. Term 12, Brie, yeah. Brie, I think Brie Larson is in that one. Is she? Yeah, so. she is. Yeah. She is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. like an Oscar nominated yeah. movie. Yeah. And um, we're hearing it's going to like, you know, it's going to be set in the modern day and avoid stereotypes. But really, it's all just hearsay and we're all just speculation. Really, about this, this point, is them just getting like, hey, we need a Kung Fu guy because Iron Fist sucks. <laughs> so let's get Shang Chi, who's an actual Asian character who's awesome, and put him in an actual movie. This yeah. Yeah. This is what we need. It's perfect. I'd be, uh, you know, again, phase four is not set. Anything can change. Anything can happen. Yeah. But this would be interesting. I'd be into this. Man, like, yeah. we got, okay, so, like, we got Eternals. We got uh, Shang-Chi. Are there other, like, rumored, like, n- not sequel movies that we've talked about? Do we got anything else? Oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the sequels That's, to the films. So I'm trying to think of, okay, so, like, yeah, it's looking yeah, good. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, if this, if this phase four turns up to what we're hearing, it'd be interesting. Uh, I'm I'm curious to know what what how they're going to announce phase. Is Spider Man considered phase four? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was uh, Peggy made it pretty clear. I don't know if he's recanted, but it was pretty clear a couple years ago that Spider Man Far From Home is the first of phase four. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Um, he might have recanted at this point. I'm I'm really excited about the idea of the Shang Chi thing, seeing them pushing towards these other kinds of characters like yeah. him, and and you know diversity is great and all that. So, yeah, I uh, yeah. like. Again, like, again, like uh, any any director could turn into a great action director, like the Russos. Yeah. But like you know, uh, like Shang Chi, like and man, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in our special. But ooh, they are good action yeah. directors. Uh, yeah, um, like Shang Chi's like he's the kung fu guy. He's like he's the Batman. He knows every martial art. He's the best. So like yeah. I would hope they get like an action director, like get like the John Wick guys to make a Marvel Shang Chi movie. Like that would be dope. But well, like, you know what uh, Marvel likes to do is they like to put you know the. You know, if it's if it's um, you know Ryan Coogler from yeah. Black Panther, you know someone. Who and again, is, like uh, when Asian they have American. enough people who help them, like they turn into great action directors. Yeah. So like, uh, so I should I don't have anything to worry about yet. Yeah. Um, the big news of the week, though, one of the other big news um, is probably honestly, I will look. I'll say I'll go on a limb. I never thought this was going to happen. No. Oh, I forgot about this already. <laughs> Disney rehired James Gunn yeah, for no, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy guess, Volume I Three. Guess pigs fly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess pigs fly. Yeah. Exactly. Like wow, holy shit! This yeah. is this was um, when I woke up to that news. I'm like, you're you're kidding. Honestly, I didn't think it was real. No, yeah. I was I, like, there's no way. There's and, and no effing way. James Gunn finally, 
after eight months, he hasn't tweeted anything since the since the since since this since this whole thing started. And after eight months, finally put up a new tweet, and it said, "I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who who has supported me, who has supported me over the past few months. I am always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. I deeply appreciate Disney's decision, and I am excited to continue making films and investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by our lo- by your love and support from the bottom of my heart." Thank you. Love to you all. Now, this is something called class. That tweet that he had was one of the classiest. It wasn't vindictive. He wasn't attacking anyone. He knows his mistakes. And this man has grown to become the better person that I truly believe he is. I am happy that Disney made the decision. And I cannot wait for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. There was a, there's a couple of reports that came out after this. One of them I think, I think is completely bullshit. Which is the whole? They were never considering anybody else. They were like, gonna, yeah, they like, they'd uh, be talking to him for months to get him back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah, absolute BS. Taiko Atiti made a funny joke. Like he retweeted, like I thought I was directing this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this is just my own opinion, but I'm pretty confident that what part of what happened here is that they kept like kind of like, oh well, we got to move forward because don't forget Disney at one point went. They doubled down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like they're saying, no, we were talking like you announced pretty publicly you doubled down on this decision yeah. and yeah. it wasn't going to mm-hmm. be reversed mm-hmm. no matter yeah, what Iger people the, were saying. At the thing was like, well, it wasn't my decision, but we have to stick by yeah, it. Yeah, Bob Iger wanted to step yeah. away from it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Feige Because it wasn't, it was talking. Alan Horn. It was yeah. Alan Horn, um, which we've heard. And uh, yeah, they. I'm pretty sure that like they just got a lot of behind the scenes not not just you know like what fans have been saying online but like behind the scenes a lot of people saying you know we don't we don't think he should have gotten rid of james gunn yeah yeah a lot of directors a lot of people involved in the business going don't support that decision Pretty much I mean, everyone went, i mean obviously and of course the most vocal about was dave batista the the cat the cash was legit threatening to walk away yeah yeah like you're you're, you're doing some damage control and mm-hmm. now it looks like guardians of the galaxy volume three is back on track after Suicide Squad, uh, after two. Suicide well, Squad two. it's it's happening. I won't. Th- we know it's not back on track because right. it was supposed to be flagship yeah. for Phase Four. Um, it's supposed to come out in like not. two years. It was, it was supposed it was to come, out, to come out, was, out next year. I think it was the it was the next one after. It was supposed yeah. to be next Spider-Man. year. Damn, dude. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to set up kind of the cosmic, cosmic next world. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes down now. Yeah. Because they're letting him make Suicide Squad 2 first. That's the other thing. They let him... Com- like, he obviously didn't think he was coming back. Right. He committed to a different film somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, I appreciate that they're trying to put their yeah. own spin on it. Suicide but, Squad yeah. 2, he, he's still not attached to his director, even though we're still hearing he, he's probably going to do it. He could still walk away from that. It doesn't sound like this deal has been made. But he is definitely writing and, de- and developing it. So, yeah. Um, that this is, is just a win-win for everyone. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I, this I, means I we're going to get a good DC movie. I wouldn't be surprised Guardians if he three. decided not to direct Suicide Squad too. I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, Alan Horde, uh, however, so Deadline states that the decision to reverse the firing of Gunn came after Alan, Ho- Alan Horn, the person who fired him, um, the chairman of Disney, uh, met Gunn uh, on multiple occasions to discuss the situation. Persuaded by Gunn's public apology and his handling of the situation, after Horn decided to reverse course and reinstate Gunn. I do believe. They that they definitely talked at least. Oh yeah, yeah. like to come like yeah, they have to. Have well, they couldn't have just been like, hey, yeah. we're posting this. You're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, we were we were not happy that they that they fired him. We it, weren't. It, I'm still I'm really shocked that they decided to do this. Me it, too. It, it's, oh yeah, obviously you, you it's were, the best decision. You were adamant this would never happen. Because like, mm-hmm. yeah. why would they? No, they, I, they didn't need to. That was the thing. You and I were talking about this just a few weeks back when yeah. when we were hearing buzz that a bunch of directors had been approached yeah. and they'd said no. And I said, you know, if they can't get somebody in there. They might not have a choice. Yeah. yeah. 
And whether or not that's what happened, uh, it certainly has come around to the point where this is, this is major because the company's basically saying we We messed up. We made a mistake. And what I, what I hope is that this, this allows us, you know, I don't know if you guys are following the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation, Mm -hmm. but like, I'm hopeful that this starts a less reactionary uh, conversation like people now this happens they have a conversation one of the things I don't agree with what happened now that you brought it up I don't agree (laughs) with what happened to Chris Hardwick but at least they had the conversation they had the investigation they came to a conclusion and you know what Regardless of what, of whether or not I agree with it, at least they did something about it rather than reaction. Rather than yeah. have a reaction. And to be fair, and like, uh, like every time all of this, like, so James Gunn did nothing actually wrong. He said some bad jokes, but he's not a sexual predator. He's not right. any of these things. All of those people did get their their like litigation and their due process. Where James Gunn was straight fired for some bad words ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't make sense why he was like the scapegoat for all in these a, other people. In a clearly politically driven 100%. campaign to smear him. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. it wasn't even like like hidden that that's what it was yeah and right he straight up says like yeah i said bad jokes but, right. some, but led by a guy who said worse things on twitter no, yeah. than gun yeah. and, and yeah. meant them yeah. and you know what just re- really pissed me off is that there were people who were praising the james gunn's firing and saying that oh yeah he supports rape he's su- james gunn supports rape and pedophilia. Just like he just ignorant. had just bad jokes calling out anybody in particular there ben no okay maybe <laughs> <laughs> but it's like he said bad jokes. I said some stupid. We've all said stupid shit Again, in our lives. Again, what I hope what I hope this does is it is it, it it stops everyone from being so reactionary yeah. and starts people to have a conversation trying to figure out, okay, he, you did these things. Let's let's launch an investigation. Uh-huh. Are, do you back these things? You know, you know, you talk to him, you you, you interview him. Yeah. Polygraph him, I don't care. Yeah. Like at I least mean, then you've done something that's not a reaction to just, well, everybody hates you now, bye. Yeah. It's like one of those things. Like, yeah, this shit. And also, t- ten years ago, everyone here is a, a long time. Was, everyone here mentally was a different was a different person. We were yeah. all in different mindsets. I might have been more then. mature ten years ago, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but but still, I mean, Disney hiring back. I'm I'm very happy. Exciting. I'm very happy exciting. he's back. I'm I'm excited that he can close out the Guardians. Yeah, I'm happy he's back. A lot of people I've seen online are he, happy he he's was back. The, he was the um so far he's the only person to direct three films. I was gonna month. say because yeah. wasn't it he wasn't just gonna do Guardians three. He was like setting up other stuff for the. Mm-hmm. He was supposed so to be like, the cosmic guy. Does this mean he's just back at Marvel like full full Marvel or is he just doing Guardians? He didn't let me finish the statement. I was interrupted. Three Sorry. three Marvel films within the same franchise. Okay. So like three Guardians films. You know uh-huh. the Roost has only done two caps. Uh, two Avengers, two Caps. Like they've not done the whole trilogy of mm-hmm. Captain America. Yeah, where James Gunn now is going to be able to do the in- an entire trilogy of films. And theoretically, Peyton Reed will be the next one to do three. Hell yeah! Ends. So yeah, yeah. exciting, yeah. very exciting. I'm I'm glad to see that yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Now maybe you get Nicole Perlman back to maybe yeah. punch up that script. Heck so, yeah, that'd know. be great. It's the way it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Batman versus the World released a trailer. Uh, the most exciting trailer this this week. Batman versus um, the World. Take a breather. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles There's released a, a trailer. What's the world? <laughs> that's the podcast, the podcast. that we that's talked about pod- earlier. That's a podcast oh. on the page. Um, on page. Take, Batman take versus a moment there. <laughs> Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you, Sparks. Brandon's whole face was just like, what I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Although Batman versus the world does sound pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's kind of like a, a weird version of Scott Pilgrim. Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, released a trailer. Well, as I said, the biggest trailer of the week, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the animated film that was announced a little while ago. Yeah. Um, this looks pretty good. What do you guys think about this one? As, I, as the resident Ninja Turtle fans. I uh, I was very... I think we all watched it together, right? 
Like us three? Didn't we yeah. watch it together? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did. All, like, oh yeah, we were watching. I was, uh, uh, we were watching one of our Marvel movies, and we watched it. Like, I was right pleasantly surprised how like fun and cinematic, and how like man, this looks like a straight up, just like really fun movie. Yeah. The animation's an interesting blend of like the Batman. And, yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely like unique. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's got it's the yellow. Taking, bat it's taking symbol. some of the look from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I there's an ending scene in the trailer where Batman and Shredder were on extreme bullets. I'm like. Only in comic book movies where you get that. The, yeah. sh- the Shredder fighting Batman. I That's got to be the cool. The turtles look really good. The turtles yeah. do Think look fast. Good. He thought too fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, uh, like I, I haven't seen Batman Ninja yet. Uh, uh, but like, I, 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 I definitely either. am like intrigued to actually seek this out. Yeah, yeah this, this intri- looks cool. I'd also just I love think what I own Batman Ninja. Mm. I was interested mm. in seeing it, but then I was like, I'm hearing not good we things. We have access yeah. on yeah. DC Universe. Heck yeah. No, one of the things I liked is, well, of course, the trailer's worth that one. Well, of course, the trailer because the turtles were like, "Wait, Batman's real!" And Batman's like, "Ninja." Turtles. That is, that is interesting. The the in the comic, I believe it's they cross dimensions. Yeah, they uh, do. Um, whereas in this one, they just go to Gotham City. Yeah, and it's kind of one of those. It's like one of those classic like uh, old comic book crossovers where Spider Man versus Superman. Superman goes to New York, and Spider Man's yeah. there. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's like, hey, it's this is the like, world. We're like, just going to New York. Yeah, and this time the turtles go to Gotham City. Gotham. Yeah, it's, so it's like one of those classic things where like the the, the for this story they're in the same world. Yeah, um, makes sense. Sure. Um, I think that's um that's all the um wait no sorry the Aladdin trailer dropped this week. Mm. Um, Sully, family T, the only Disney trailer I think we we got this week. Yeah, the uh, only one. Aladdin. Sure. Um, we, Alan Tudyk was announced as the voice of Iago, which I think is pretty cool. Mm, we uh, haven't heard him yet, but okay. Uh, he, you know what? He's Disney's. Uh, he's Disney's good luck charm. He's been in. Every animated think, film since Wreck-It Ralph. I think Ben Mendelsohn is also a Disney guy. Gilbert uh, Gottfried's pretty upset. Gilly. Gilbert Gottfried. Is he really? Is he really? Yeah, he is. If I'm being oh. honest, I don't want Gilbert Gottfried in this movie. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, yeah. It, as much as that goes against the things I was saying with like some Lion King people who I wasn't happy they were, yeah, but, they were yeah. asked back. I'm like, yeah, but I understand this James one. Earl Jones is yeah. not... Gilbert Gottfried is not James Earl Jones. No, he's not. Yeah, well, no, but I'm is, talking about like Nathan Lane and Ernie yeah, yeah, yeah. Sabella weren't asked back. Yeah. yeah, but also Gilbert Gottfried, he's always been the voice of Iago, no matter what. Even even in the the, the video games, no matter how how many time, how little he's spoken, it might hearts. be his only job. He doesn't. Iago. He doesn't have Affleck anymore. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. But yeah, I mean, Alan Tudyk, cool, but I can understand how, why Gilbert Gottfried. He upset. is still the voice of. Um, uh, the the husband of Ivanka Trump on last week tonight with John Oliver. Oh, weird! <laughs> what a tiny. So really weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because because John Oliver has a bit about how like you never hear that guy talk. So oh, when Jared talks, Kushner. Uh, Jared Kushner. Oh, thank Jared Kushner. Yeah. He sounds so like he talks like this. he sounds like Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so this this looks pretty good. I uh, you guys remember I wasn't totally blown away by blown away by Mr. Genie. No. Uh, I love this trailer. <laughs> I really love this trailer. Are you blown away I, now? I really. 100%. I because yeah. the seeing the scene like when we see the carpet and we see the little clip of a friend like me, I'm like. This looks great. We get, yeah. we get two musical cues. We get "Friend Like Me" and "A Whole, Whole New World." World. Mm-hmm. Also, no, we get a three. We get three. Uh, there's the opening. Uh, dun, uh, uh one Arabian ju- Nights is uh, Arabian Nights and one jump. No, there's no one jump. No, it's just Arabian. Arabian Nights. Nights? Okay. When he's running through the streets at the beginning, nope, they have right, Arabian right. Nights. In there. You're right. You're right. It is Arabian Nights. Look, both both look pretty good. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, I, think but I think a whole new world is interesting um, because the the the. the I'm not entirely convinced it's not the singing voice from the animated Aladdin films. I'm not entirely convinced of that either. Yeah. It sounds real close. <laughs> it right? sounds yeah. very close. So they could have dubbed him over with the singing voice. Or they're voice. just I'm the best. I'm not convinced it's a, of it it's, yet. It is, the, it is the, the girl's voice, though. It is Jasmine's voice, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure of. 
Naomi Scott? Sure. What's her name? The Pink Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think this looks really rad. I think the carpet looks rad. I think the, the animation looks really yeah. rad. Guy They're, Ritchie, like, so... It, I think the genie stuff actually works really yeah, it well. It does. Yeah, like, like, seeing him fully in motion instead of one little scene. Helps. And him moving and doing magic. Like, the whole... Um, the, w- the best part of the trailer, I think, was when genie and Lana are talking. He's like, can I make you a prince? He's like, there's a lot of gray area. Like, I can make you a prince. He moves his hands and creates a prince over there. And he's like... Y'all see my palace? Yeah. Like, that was really funny. That I can see where Will Smith was saying, like, this is a little bit of Fresh Prince. It's a little bit yeah. of Robin. It's More a little, little hip hop. It's yeah, a little yeah. bit of Hitch yeah. when yeah. he's, like, blowing him away yeah. uh-huh. to make him go away. Yes. Like, it, I can yeah. see it. I but still have he, only one problem, and it's Jafar. Yeah. He should be old. Yeah. I, it's not we just old. I don't find him intimidating at all. We can't. Like, at all. It, yeah. At this moment, I don't find him intimidating either. I'm hoping I'll feel differently when the movie happens. He seems like a, like, uh-huh. a, like someone described him as like, like a used car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not sinister enough. Is there a giant Iago in the original yes. Aladdin? Oh, no. 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 But in this one, like in this like, one there is. When is there a giant monster? No. And that's great. Yeah. Because this is doing something that's not that just you, adapting that, the whole thing. animated yeah. film. Yeah. We, get, we get some. We get some. Maybe some like new musical cue, musical numbers. We see some mm-hmm. brief clips of musical numbers, and it looks like this movie's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident they're putting in um, "Proud of Your Boy" in this movie. So that'd be cool. That's a good, I'm, that's a good I'm musical. I'm pretty track. confident it'll be in it. Yeah. Um, uh, but then again, I don't know if that guy can sing, so who yeah. knows? Uh, we know his singing voice can. It doesn't make sense to me why they even bothered with the Super Bowl trailer. They just should have not done that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. that was Absolutely. a big mistake because that trailer was it was literally like a super not good enough. Yeah. When you had this waiting in the wings, you yeah. should just wait it. I think this was like a reaction. Nobody would have complained as much. Yeah, yeah. I think this trailer probably was going to come out a little later, but they yeah. had to be like, "We need some goodwill," and we know this is good. Yeah, uh, I mean, and this does have goodwill in it. Oh, you see, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, Sparks! Uh, Guy damn Ritchie. It sparks. Guy Ritchie is a very kinetic, very frantic director, uh-huh. and and I'm really excited because like. That's that's the reason I was excited for him to do this because like you see like when Aladdin's doing parkour like the editing and the flips like it's all very like frantic yeah uh, and I think it's gonna really really work. Can I tell you one of the weird things that like makes me really excited about like the, the showdown between Jafar and them in the end of this film? But uh, Aladdin is uh, in ice, and in the animated film that's when he's banished. Oh. Far away from Agrabah, yeah. he lands in the snow yeah. with a part of the uh, yeah. castle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited that it sounds. It seems like they're going to go full blown with like the scale of of where the genie's powers and what Jafar can do as a sorcerer yeah. are yeah. going to be. Like the the fact that they'll send him into the ice. I'm hoping that we still get a giant snake as I, much as it's going to freak Brandon. Oh out. yeah, oh, no. it's, it's going <laughs> to scare me. We're getting a big old snake. It's big old Jafar me. snake. It's going to scare him, but it's going to look oh, so fabulous. good. Um, fabulous I can heat. I can barely see the animated one honestly. Like the animated yeah, yeah, one is yeah, too yeah, yeah. for me. Question. Yeah. Tangent, did you ever see the um, <laughs> musical at the Hyperion Theater and, and California Adventure when they were doing the Aladdin show for over 10 years? I don't think so. So you never saw the, the giant cartoon-looking snake that no. they had? I've never seen you that. Had nightmares. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, but I'm glad that it's going to show things on such a good scale. I'm, I'm really excited about that. There's also one scene in the parade for Ali Ababwa. Hell yeah, uh, where, um, My favorite song. Where... Will as genie is riding in on two ostriches, Hell and yeah. I'm I'm super into it. <laughs> yeah. I've looked at some of the smaller shots, and I'm like, man, this is gonna that's be my, cool. That's my favorite it, song from that whole movie. It also it's so bananas. It also looks like they have a, they added more dance numbers. Like you see, there's a shot of Aladdin and Jasmine doing like a traditional um, Indian like Bollywood um, dance. Yeah, yeah. like uh, I think that's. Um, traditional to the region. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. So don't quote me. On and this, you know what? It looks good. Good yeah, on you for not really having good. any white people in this movie. Thank they're also, you. They're also going to make. They're well, also going to make the parade a bit more of a dance number too. From what it seems like, yeah. it, like, the, like a bit it, more of a visual dance. It number. looked like a visual dance number in the movie too. Yeah, in which the, be, in the original animated film, which, which will he's be, got honestly, the monkeys, which will yeah, honestly be a step up from 
the stage version. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, the stage version, you can only do so much. Uh, yeah, Ali Bob was not a great part of that stage show. Neither uh, is the show down with Jafar, which is why I'm super stoked. Are, are we talking film. about the Disneyland one? or No, the, I'm uh, talking about the Broadway one. The Broadway one. Broadway. Oh, okay. I'm sad. Well, um, okay, so we have... Um, that's yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. time to go to the the, tr- the topic, right? No, that's wait. It, right? There's, there's, wait, hold Let's on. Let's talk about Johnny Depp. Wait, hold on. There's there's <laughs> one more thing here. What is it called? It's um, <laughs> Ben's all like, "What happened?" I, on, oh, wait. I think I know what it's called. It's called a Ven game. Yeah, a Ven God game. God damn it! You did this to yourself. What's what's a Ven game? I hate you all. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm pretty sure RDJ is in it. <laughs> Who's RDJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm so, so glad this worked out. Little, <laughs> uh, audience, little pretense. So before we start recording, we watched the Avengers Endgame. Okay, hold on. Here it is, real quick. Ben said a Ven game. Uh, yeah, that's it. I that's all there game. is. <laughs> I said a Ven game. I don't know why. I we got from now on. That's just the, the title notes. of the movie. Yeah. It was what. Uh, right, so the the Avengers Endgame, yeah. the Avengers Endgame trailer dropped this week, and a big surprise. Nobody saw this coming. Yeah, it was garbage. Uh, <laughs> leave. <laughs> if the garbage was made of gold, <laughs> one man's one man's garbage is another man's potpourri. <laughs> potpourri. <laughs> um, yeah, this looks awesome. Yeah, uh, it, like, it reveals know, nothing. We yeah. were speculating we, beforehand, but it's like you know what? We could both be right. Yeah, there's literally. Th- there's literally no way we're all right you know. and we're all wrong yeah and you know yeah. either way i'd be happy this yeah. th- i could not get any more hyped i remember saying that event i was it again damn it event game event yeah. game Avenity <laughs> war so listen we could hopelessly speculate about what the hell's going on we can't but there's no way i don't want to but that's what's fun so let's do it anyway to yeah. quote because our, why not to quote our friend ken navsock um He's got a book coming out, by ex- the way. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, you got to get the quote right. You can't shit. start no, like no, that. Speculate responsibly. There we there go. go. God. Yes. Speculate God. responsibly. Speculate yeah. responsibly. I don't want to speculate. Uh, I just want to see I'll it. tell you what. I do think the movie starts, because the Russos have a tendency to start the movies with things going badly for people. I think it starts with Hawkeye's family getting uh, dusted. Dusted. Because uh, you see the shot with him and his daughter, oh and he, no. has lo- he has regular hair. Hey, do you think, Do you think, by the way, that they're... Te- the teen of his daughter yes. to be Kate, Kate Bishop. I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Just combine those characters. I do yeah. think that they are forward thinking about young Avengers kind of stuff. A hundred percent. I think that's something that's yeah. happening. So I think Hawkeye gets dusted, or excuse me, Hawkeye's family gets dusted. Uh-huh. Uh, he goes to Japan. The Avengers go to meet up with him. Oh, that happens in like the first fifteen minutes. Oh, hold on, before we go too far into speculation, did you want to read the synopsis? I do. Oh, it's good. So uh, the synopsis dropped as well. Thanos snapped his finger, his fingers in Avengers: Infinity War, and half the life in the universe instantly dissolved. Oh man, the the line in Captain Marvel uh, for the Endgame tease. Woo. Oof. Uh, this is a nightmare. I've had nightmares wor- better than this. <laughs> oh yeah. Now a ragged, now a ragged group of surviving warriors, including Captain America, Black Widow, Iron Man, Thor, and the Hulk, works to counteract the the Mad Titans' genocidal action. Since our heroes couldn't stop Thanos the first time, what makes them think they can win in a rematch? The answer may be an overwhelming power, thanks to Captain Marvel, or in the th- or the, in the tiniest spaces between atoms accessible to Ant-Man. Avengers mm-hmm. Endgame will rewrite the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it. When it's all over, nothing will be the same. Rewrite the Cinematic Universe oh. makes me think, because we've seen set photos of them in New York with the old costumes. Uh-huh. We don't know how, but there's some crazy time travel shit going on. Also, they just released Empire uh, Magazine, uh, cover photos. Yes. Oh, um, and it's it's mostly from Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, like there's nothing. In it's that Thanos in like his like his garb, like yeah. his, cool, his armor. Yeah, his armor, which looks nice. Um, man. Um, it's, uh, it's, I know. Yeah, what that's, you, it, what is, that's it. That's all you can say. Time travel, baby. Speculate responsibly. Specifically, oh, because man. at the end of Ant-Man and the Lost, 
a wasp. Uh, Janet Van Dyne says, "Be she careful." Highlights the time. Be exactly. careful of time ripples or portals yeah. or whatever. They yeah. wouldn't say that, and they wouldn't show Scott ending up where he ends up now, unless not, he's in the future. I'm or something. not saying. No, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not dumb enough to think that there's not going to be time travel in this yeah. movie. Um, what I. Like what where? I I do wonder where and how much. Yeah. I think probably minuscule amounts. I don't think we're we're looking as big as um we're going back to Iron Man. I don't know yeah. if we're we're looking at that. But we are going to Avengers. I, I th- maybe we're not though. Man, he, maybe we're not. No, look sparks. again, <laughs> again sparks. They lie to us, as you said. I, I know they do. Said, I know they do. The but this photos. was these were like leaked <laughs> no, set photos. It's the Avengers with Ant Man from twenty twelve. Like uh, I wish I didn't know about them, honestly. No, yeah. But I do. I saw yeah. them. They were leaked set photos, and we saw it's old looking Tony Stark with standing with Cap. Scott and with Cap from Battle of New York. But they in all, the Battle but of New they York. all have these things on their wrists. I think those are I, time travel devices. I why, would, why would Cap be in that outfit if he's from that time period? Because they gave him one because they have to bring him back because he died in the Guys, future. There's also, Who cares? There's also <laughs> this crazy theory that like Scott is is stuck in and out of time, so he's appearing in multiple places at once. Like, he's in the 80s, and he's in, like, 2018. Ooh. So that's where keeping the time thing keeps them in the right dimension where they're supposed to be. We're, I think this movie is going to be the big movie I wanted. The, from, Ru- the, Russo, yeah. the Russos, the reason why I'm kind of, like, questioning, again, I'm not saying no, I'm just questioning. Because, yeah. again, they do lie to us, and the Russos, were, uh, the Russos have been very cagey. One of the things they, they talked about especially in regards to the set photos uh, is... Could be. it could just there was be the what's the what's the thing that Lars or Icarus barf or barf like it, it that, could that's be. there uh, yeah. and he's talking about like there's other dimensions that we're gonna be touching on like you know we, we what we, nobody knows it's awesome we could all be right we could all be wrong yeah I, I can't talk about this movie there I'm could t- there could legitimately be scenes in this movie that were filmed for Infinity War and just aren't in this movie. Um, so, uh, for Sebastian's trailer, I mean trailer. Okay. Sebastian Stan was doing press. I was like, that sentence didn't make sense. What did you say? (laughs) Uh, Sebastian, Sebastian was doing press for Infinity War like a year ago. And he was talking about a scene that now that we saw Infinity War wasn't in Infinity War. And he's talking about having a scene with a character that's not in Infinity War. And I'm like, the character that he mentioned, I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell this movie's about. What the hell's going on? It's awesome. I don't know. Hell yeah. I've never been so excited and known so little. Yeah. About this might be. Film. Is this like the least? Is this like the most like secretive? A trailer. I feel like, like by I the time like Aven- is. by the time Avengers came out, I knew I knew exactly how the movie was going to play out. Even Infinity War to some ex- to extent. Infinity War. Infinity War. I had an idea. Obviously not the snap, but like yeah, no, they showed is, a lot of footage from around the movie. This is definitely the least I've known about a Marvel movie. Yeah. And I to, mean any movie. To be perfectly honest, yeah. with, well, I've I've known less about a Star Wars movie. But with Endgame, the less I know, the better. It's mm-hmm. like Infinity War. Infinity War is like, yes, this is the culmination of 10 years. We finally get to see Thanos in action. This is what I've been waiting for ever since 2008. Yeah. Now it's like, what? 2012. Is, what we, didn't understand, we didn't see Thanos until 2012. Mm. Well, okay, 2012, but you get what I mean. But still, and this trailer for Endgame is like, I can't wait. The ending shot of them walking in those like those quantum realm looking Either suits. Either quantum suits or space suits. Or space yeah. suits, whatever they yeah. could be. And I'm like, I cannot wait for this movie. This I can't is... wait to build our bingo cards. Oh. Me too. Hot, that's Ryan a good idea. This. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, we there's do it. Yeah. what were what? Do you remember what the other thing I said? I was like, oh, I remember. There are only two things I feel like maximum percent confident about going into this movie. Mm-hmm. One is Tony's dead. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the other is that I'm pretty darn confident that Nebula will be the person who gets Gamora out of the Soul Stone. Like sacrifice mm-hmm. herself. Whether she dies or not from that, whatever. But like, I'm confident she's the one who gets Gamora out of the right. soul stone. And man, like this, like again, 
they could be lying they could be just be misdirecting but like them repeating the lines whatever it takes sounds very sacrificial yeah uh yeah. Y- when we talked about the what if earlier you brought up this is how they would get robert Downey jr to hang around was by providing his voice for that oh yeah ryan and i have been talking for a while about that after tony dies in endgame I could totally see him having built a Jarvis-like representation of himself. Just like with Riri Williams. Yeah, Riri. as an AI that will hang around for the next decade the or show so. For, for a day of work, he'd be I wouldn't be Jarvis. surprised at all if he's the new Jarvis Speaking kind of, Riri, of voice. Did you, real quickly, Tangent, did you see people were talking about uh, Monica? Oh, man, Monica can grow up and be Ironheart. It's like, stop. We already have stop this doing that. She's Photon. Yeah. People, already, stop people, making other characters that character. <laughs> whenever there's a whenever there's a black character that shows up, a black woman, a yeah. young black woman in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're like, it's Riri, it's going to yeah. be Einhard. No, they're their own characters. Yo, Just stop. Yo. Stop. Yo. What if... Why isn't Shuri Riri? It, it, what if Shuri a, was Riri. Yeah. What if a ripple effect of whatever happens in Endgame was that they take away the white boy from Iron Man 3 and put a black girl in that <laughs> spot and they just wreck on him entirely? <laughs> Tony's like Curry and he's like you don't remember that adventure we had in the snow yeah yeah and then it's like he sees the memories of that like they show clips from that film again mm-hmm. the white boy disappears and she's replaced and then it's Riri Williams everyone hey man we fixed it whatever you gotta <laughs> do because that's who should be Riri. I, th- I think they would have if yeah. Riri was around at that time yeah she wasn't oh yeah if she years. was created she 100% just like would have two been years later man yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, shall we move on? Shall we get get on with it then? Get on down. All right, then for our main topic, I, f- I thought it would be nice to. It's really just a nice thing to put our positive voices to use, yeah. as we like to do, and uh, the deal with 20th Century Fox and Disney is due to close this week, mm-hmm. um, March 20th, 21st, I think is what what we're looking at. Um, Disney has set that date to be the closing of the deal and is finalized. It is done. 20th Century Fox will not exist in the form it does now. So I thought it'd be nice to just kind of, you know, just talk about its legacy and uh, and, and and there's a lot of negative rhetoric right now. Like, gay Fox is gonna go to Disney because they make shitty X Men films. Like that that's what that's yeah. what Fox has been relegated to the studio that makes shitty X Men films. And I don't think that's fair. No, it's not. Um, so I just thought it'd I be don't think that's fair. No, but I was looking at their IMDb or whatever page from the last like ten years. There's a lot of misses. There, there are misses. There's a but lot they're of also, misses. They're also gems, and of course, every uh, studio has wins and losses. And there, are, there are films from 20th Century Fox that I hold near and dear to my heart. They may not be the best films, but there are films that I look upon fondly, and I'm, and I want to sh- shed a little light on those. Let's shed. Yeah. So I, I mean, I thought you know, we Let's all shed. have films that we like and mm-hmm. die hard. Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, Alien. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I, li- I do like I, Alien I like 3 it. now. Yeah, Alien 3 is uh, Alien, Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You know, it's not fair to relegate Fox to this to this studio that should die. Like, well, like, like the internet has given it has given it the axe. Well, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I don't. Mm, I don't think that's a studio that should die. I will say this because I I was scanning through all of the films over the past like thirty years or so. Mm-hmm. Fox has become a uh, studio that constantly was trying to build franchises, and once they thought they had one, they would run it into the ground. Like what? Like which ones? Uh, not in in a way. X Men is an example. Sure. Um, I but mean, just as far as Predator. That's true. Yeah. Independence Day. Yeah. I would even They'd say Alien. Uh, they. I what alien. I mean by like run it into the ground is they keep they'll make another film until it is full on flopping. Yeah. They they just keep coming back to these things. Yeah, Alien um, 3 and then Alien Resurrection. The, the Alien the Alien films Even Prometheus that's another one. Covenant. Yeah, Prometheus and Covenant is is the same situation. Um 
Predator. I got more. The Predator uh, flopped. Yeah. Of course, um, the though we did like it. Freddy yeah. versus Jason. The those horror films. Was that was that 20th Century or was that someone else? I, and then and then there are other clear attempts to build um, a franchise that don't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, for example, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, big, big oof. Oh boy. But you know what? They, you know they put out films like. The Martian, mm-hmm. which is an excellent movie. They did, mm-hmm. they did, and and when it's winner like of best that, comedy or best drama or something. <laughs> they had DreamWorks for a while, and under DreamWorks, and when they had DreamWorks, they put out Kung Fu Panda Three, the mm-hmm. first yep. uh, How to Train a Dragon, mm-hmm. or the second uh, one. I uh, yeah, distributed Planet of the them. Apes. Planet, the Planet, the, the, the Planet of the Apes films are great. Yeah, like the Planet I, of the Apes films are great. I one hundred percent agree with that. And I, I I think you know what four out of uh, four out of six Alien films are pretty good. Yeah, to great. Pretty good to great. Diary of uh, a Wimpy Kid. Ran like that the into the ground, didn't they? Ice Age. Uh, with they, a reboot. Ice Age. The, they the threw into the into the icy ground. Yeah, I, I would say Ice Age. That kind of um, Ice Age was an interesting beast. Because it just yeah. kept <coughs> going. <coughs> <laughs> Avatar. Well, Avatar will well, be Disney soon. Yeah, but it was that decision was made under Fox. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, they. I mean, they have. Like, I'm looking at their at their at their thing is Exodus, Gods and Kings. Yeah, Hell okay, yeah, baby. Uh, Night of the Museum. I like the Jumper. Three That's a franchise that. Didn't get a sequel. I know. I recently watched that film. It's okay. It's okay. It has. It's okay. Uh, I remember liking it. The action scenes are real cool, where they're teleporting and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Much but like kind of like Thor. Die Dark Hard. Or. Die Hard's another franchise they, they ran right into the ground. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic Four twice. Uh, Although I, I, that's because I, I had to keep those rights. In yeah. hindsight, I like the first two more. In hindsight, yeah, I but that's like I got, a, I got a turd and I got a smaller turd. No, in hindsight, I should have watched the first two before I saw Fan Four yeah. Stick. Uh, uh, Resident Silver Surfer. I think the Silver Surfer aspect is pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is again like I I do want to be mostly positive about. The they studio, did the favorite, the Fox Searchlight released a favorite. Um, and that's yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I'm looking uh, specifically at 20th Century Fox right now, and oh, yeah. and look, I'm yeah, I am I'm wanting to be positive home alone that's another franchise yeah. um, on the ground um yeah. here's i didn't my, even know that franchise continued here's my thing um there's a lot of there's a lot of like trying to build a franchise and it failed that a, a large chunk of their track record even though there are good movies both in these franchises and then standalones like the martian or something right sure. there is a very large track record with 20th century fox where they were either trying to build a franchise and it flopped immediately they were having a fran- franchise that was successful and they kept pumping it out until they really killed it yeah um or uh they have a lot a lot of uh reinterpretations or remakes mm-hmm. of of older films cheaper by the dozen or oh yeah uh, a, a lot of them there's a lot of those that that crop up and and they run those out until they they can't anymore sure uh, they, they they have they ran the taken franchise into the ground the first oh, one is good yeah. two and three are not yeah and this is um, this is simply me saying like I do think that there have definitely been a lot of questionable decisions made over oh, 20th Century they, Fox they, the past few decades. They distributed How to Train Your Dragon 2. The first one was Paramount. The second one was... No, the first one was DreamWorks. The second one was Fox. And the third one was Universal. Wow. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. But they didn't make those movies. They just distribute them. Yes. So uh, Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars, Star Wars like is, of, of all of these movies, like Star Wars is the closest legacy, thing. As far as Legacy goes, the Star Wars films is, this, is probably as big as Legacy. Yeah. For sure. Almost definitely. Yeah. But now, now in like 20 years, nobody's going to even remember even that it was them. Yeah. And that, that now, honestly, that's kind of sad. No, my, DVDs, my DVDs of Star Wars, as in the uh, one through six, all have the Fox fanfare. Yeah. And, and they will have to by law forever. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they'll say a Disney right. company or something. Yeah. Probably, but these, the but, but those don't say because I have mine before the Blu-rays came out, before the other edits came out. Mm-hmm. So 
mine probably well, might, you have a piece of history then baby. yeah probably well, those will might be worth something someday Who every knows? every version of the star wars films um forever like i said yeah um will be put out as 20th century fox this is this is why um this is why disney can't release the original this is one of the reasons why disney can't release the original, uh, cuts. The original cuts because 20th century fox owns the rights to them the other reason is because george lucas was an idiot and edited the original negatives so the original copies don't actually don't exist. Damn it's my, mo- it's my it. movie. I can make it how I want. Yeah. So all Linking you people Ewoks. all you people wanting those original cuts is never happening. He was an idiot. Well, I mean you can story. have them, but they are only in DVD form. They're not on You'd have Blu-ray. to find you have to remaster the DVD. It's a, it's a, it's a different process yeah. that's more cumbersome. Which somebody, think of the money, which somebody has done Guys, think online. The money. The money not to there. not to say you should download pirated videos, but there are remasters of those original cuts. They yeah. exist. The demasters. I've the, seen them. Yeah. The re- the PSA, I mean I haven't seen them. <laughs> PSA: Pirating is bad. Don't the, do it. Like like Ryan said, the remakes of the Planet of the Apes films, the re- the Planet, Planet of the Apes reboots, Rise, Dawn, and War are one of the best trilogies. I love ever. that trilogy. Yeah, we don't. People don't talk about that enough. No, I think that no. third one got slept no, on too hard. I do too. I do too. Yeah, man, that's a hell of a I, I franchise. Because I remember the when I saw. I think the first one was slept on. No, yeah. I remember when I saw the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. And I was so hyped. Oof, for it. big oof. <laughs> I know, big. Well, also, I was a kid, so I didn't know it's what was good fine. or bad. Um, it looks good. It's fine. The makeup looks yeah. good. Yeah. The makeup the makeup looks good, Ryan. It does. It does. No, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. The makeup looks good. Yo, that <laughs> was the makeup first, looks real good there, the Ryan. That was the first move, uh, cinematic movie to have a uh, makeup budget of a million dollars. Oh, wow. Wow. Good. Oh, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And you know what, Ryan? It looks good. It, does, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then when I went, because I remember why I went, because Dad and I, my dad was a huge Planet of the Apes fan. So when he and I went to see uh, um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, that's the first one, Rise yeah. Dawn of War, yeah, yeah. we saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and I'm thinking, really, another Planet of the Apes movie? I'm, I'm not so sure. Walking out of that movie, I'm thinking, damn, they did good. Yeah. They, they did real good. They put a Kung Pao into the fist. That's a movie. That's good. Yes, that's that's I, American classic, baby. I love that movie. That is Minority Report. Classic. I like that movie. They, 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 oh, work, yeah. they work a lot with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Minority Report's a great movie. The Transporter, I like that movie a lot. I do, too. I think that movie's awesome. Statham Boy. Oh, yeah. Um... Man, they yeah the the Kingsman films. I think the first one's really good. It is. They, there's two Kingsman. Oh, duh, Kingsman, the, Golden Circle. The second. I I don't know why. That's but fair. That's no, a fair example. Of second, people should forget that. The one. second you said Kingsman, I thought the King's Speech. I don't know how <laughs> the hell I, I like that movie. Those two. I like that movie. Did they do that? I do too. 20th Century Fox. Did they do that? That was probably Fox Searchlight. That seems like an indie joint. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, um, Shape of Water was a Searchlight joint. Mm-hmm. It was. Was yeah. Pan's, all the, the the hot indie movies are. Was a Pan's Labyrinth. Uh. Search, uh, searchlight too. Good question. Don't know. Oh, oh, but Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah, my sweet, sweet Battle Angel. They got Alita, and also recently Bohemian Rhapsody. No, I'm okay. I mean, that's, that's for that's more for me. That's more for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Did you guys see real quick? They're they're gonna make a sequel to that movie. Which what? movie? Bohemian Rhapsody. No. What? No. No. Yep. No. What? no. Yep. Can they not? No. Yeah. They're no. they're, they're talking it. about because how do you yeah. make a sequel? Yeah, it's a great question, right? They, yeah. They can't. They already yeah. did the sequel. Following the members of Queen afterwards. There's who no- cares? There's nothing. You guys, this is why Sa- this is why Sasha Baron Cohen left the project. Oh my god! It's because that movie what? did so well. No, yeah. There, yeah. there is no sequel. This, the movie was a Ben. No. This is your fault. <laughs> How it is it my fault? Hey Ben, this ben. was this was this is 20th Century Fox, right? Uh, so far, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, running something into the ground. Great. Yeah. God, no. Oh, I dude, that movie I, made I so much positive. money. <laughs> no, I know. I I want to be. This you're, is you're why, right, though. You're right. This though. is why right. I was saying, like, I'm oh, not shit. sure what I'd have to say about it because honestly, like. I don't. I don't love a lot of 20th Century Fox's track record. And I'm trying to be positive, but yeah. I'm going straight into the negative. Like, no, just don't and, do that. And Brandon, my you, like, I I am that person on the other side going like, 
this this sucks that this is happening. But, you know, I'm happy that Disney of all the companies is going to get it because I think the franchises that are in the ground they will dig them right up and and put a fresh coat of paint on them. Force Awakens that baby, make it seem a little too close to what it used to be, but it'll still be fun. Um, you know, but look, they the movies like Gone Girl. Uh, there was yeah. one film. There was one film I saw on here. Uh, Fault in Our Stars. I think that movie's awesome. Yeah, that movie's really good. Let, and I'm only looking. Helped by the fact that that book is real good. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I never read the book. You know, the Fox Fox's first film was 1935. Dante's Inferno. Yes. Oh. First ever film. Wow. It's it's got a. I think 20th Century Fox's longer legacy going back before the the 80s. That's a really good legacy. Mm-hmm. Um. The past few decades, I think there's been a lot of like there there have been a lot of good movies that yeah. come out. Twenty Century Fox. Do not get me wrong. Yeah, Planet of the Apes and everything. There have just been a lot of also questionable financial decisions that I'm like, I don't know why you did that one. A lot of the franchises that that I Ooh, like from Chariots of Fire and the Omen films. Oh, oh, Omen's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they remade that one too, and <laughs> I think that movie's fine. Running into the ground. Yeah, it's, it, it's actually it, Jared Harris uh, it is, is in it. It is definition fine. Definition. So fine. is uh, Lupin from the Harry Potter films. And you know what? Oh, yeah. And you know what? You couldn't you couldn't not put out a remake of the Omen when it's coming out on six six six. That's a gift. Yeah. You couldn't not do you it. No, you're you're right. You mean June six two thousand six? I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that marketing strategy. You had to. You uh, had to. Honestly, yeah. you were contractually able, obligated to do so. Uh, oh yeah. What I was saying was um like so like the movies that like they're running to the ground are a lot of their older franchises like Predator and Alien and Die Hard and, like Ooh. all these movies that that they don't have the same thing now. Highlander. I mean, they run that into the ground early, can, but I've been good waiting movie. for that freaking John uh, Wick directed Hellboy. Uh, can I tell you? Um, movie? I I think that uh, 20th Century Fox over the past few decades has shown a lack of uh, willingness to take real risks. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I don't think that they've been willing to take a lot of risks. I'll say think, Alita think, was a risk. I think they're willing to. take... I think Alita was only allowed by them because James Cameron had been trying to get it off the ground for 20 years, yes. so they let yeah. it happen. I, yes. th- I think I think Fox was in a position. To it, it, it was, yeah, it was in a position to take risks, but the the risks they took were calculated because they took them within a franchise that they know was already financially feasible. Sure, yeah, like Deadpool was a risk. Yeah, yeah. Logan was a risk. Like those, yeah. but those franchises, but they but they knew that they had a safety net on them. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's there haven't been a lot of films that they did on their own that that were big risks. Yeah. I don't feel like lately, lately. Though Kingsman, I would say it was a bit of a risk, uh, based off a comic. What, but uh, not well, not a well-known comic. Yeah. The comic came out after the movie was even started. After the mm. movie was started production. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. You had Matthew Vaughn, so Matthew Vaughn wasn't. Or sorry, not Matthew Vaughn. No, yeah, right, yeah, Matthew yeah. Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. But he wasn't yeah. such a big, big. I mean, he had name. kick ass, but that, he had kick ass and Stardust. But both of those. I mean, like, and I'm not failed. saying that they never did it. I'm saying they they very much veered away from it. That's yeah. true. That's true. And and Fox. Fox ha- was the studio that was taking more risks, and I, I do think probably a change in guard, like when um, when Murdoch uh, got in charge of it, I think that had a lot to do with it. Can I tell you what I think? Actually, I don't also think they had a lot to do animated with it? stuff besides like How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda. I don't think when their they animated stuff's very when good. they owned DreamWorks, their animated yeah. stuff was good, but they're just like yeah, normal but that's, animated again, stuff. like that's owning DreamWorks. That's right. not them. They're, they're like Rio house. Ferdinand. They all seem to put out like the C list. Like the what was a Skybound? Like the, the uh, Sky Blue. Uh, Sky, Sky Blue. Yes, yeah, blue, blue. Blue, 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 blue sky, blue sky, blue sky. I think that stuff is not great. Yeah, yeah. Ice Age and all that. Yeah, yeah. like the first Ice Age was good. I think the first Ice Age. And then, was fine. And, and then, then they made seven of them. And then they made, yeah, then they made a lot. Ice Age was, Ice Age was nice. Too I many, 
too many ice too many ice ages. How many oh, ice ages can we have? Oh huh? man, one of my favorite comedies. One of my favorite comedies. <laughs> I wanted Ray Romano to be Jerry Seinfeld just for a second to be like, "This is too many ice <laughs> ages." Jesus. One of my favorite comedies. A couple of my favorite comedies: Mrs. Doubtfire and Robin Hood Men in Tights in the same year. Oh yeah, Robin I Men love both those movies. Yeah. Those movies are fantastic. I think there. I think there's also a trend like pre. I gotta say, like I don't know that it is because of this, but like pre the Star Wars prequels, they were bolder. Yes. Post the Star Wars prequels, they got a lot more tentative. Yeah, and I think that probably had, that has to do with the Star Wars prequels doing so well, and they wanted to they jumped on the franchise game. You know, it's it sounds like yeah, like when you name the smaller movies like like Men in Tights and, and like it seems like their indie like you know lower budget movies are all like pretty good, but then when they go for the big budget stuff, when they fail, they are. Oh. And the sad thing yeah. was the sad thing was that there were just less of them yeah. over the past couple decades. Yeah. Oh, I did. I completely forgot they did. This was one of my favorite movies growing up, The Sandlot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has they did my yeah. they did my pre, favorite remake pre pre nineties pre eighties. No, this was nineteen ninety three when that came out. All right, well. Sandlot. Yeah, they yeah. did they pre 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 late nineties pre the prequels pre the prequels pre, pre the prequels. Yeah, I think that, I think that was the turnaround was the pre was the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, I think Avatar was a risk for them at the time. At the time, it was. It was. But it yeah. somehow paid off. Miracle in on Thirty Fourth Street, one of the one of my favorite remakes. But also, mm, also yeah. kind of like you knew James Cameron was messing with a new technology. It wasn't. Yeah, it was a little bit of a risk, but it also kind of wasn't. Yeah, James Cameron hadn't made a film since Titanic, Again, which like, is also them. Titanic is a good legacy to yeah, have. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Fox Searchlight is like a subsection, but man, like all these, like The Post, The Revenant, like all of these like indie movies that are like so good. Yes, like Revenant, their is indie fantastic. stuff is like top top notch. Like yeah. it's like next level good. And, and then, then the, their their studio stuffs like oh yeah we got Rio. Too. I'm, I'm looking on the wiki page for the '90s, and they, I was looking through like um, they had Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. Um, Sandlot, which I mentioned Hello. earlier, Doctor Doolittle too, Braveheart. I like both those Doctor, the first two Doctor Doolittles. I think those are pretty yeah. delightful. They had Braveheart, Fine. and they also did the. Oh, Mi- they did Braveheart. Yeah, okay. and also the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Okay. Hey, they made one of Brandon's favorite comics come to life characters, Garfield: The Tale of Two Kitties. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> they did. did. It was the correct best me if I'm wrong, but did you like the first Garfield? You know what? I did. I thought so. I never saw the sequel, though. <laughs> yeah, but you I liked Garfield. The tale of and then, of course, you, and then yeah. of course, you got True Lies, which... Uh, uh, That's a, James Cameron. You yeah. got Big Mama's House. Yeah. James Cameron's but all I, over I it. know you guys don't... I know... <laughs> uh, Sparks and Ryan, I know you guys don't like it very much, but it's one of my favorite you. movies I was looking looking back on a lot, and it's The Page Master. I love that oh, movie I so love much. The Page Master. I know you guys don't like it, and I will... No, 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 no. no Ryan why, is the only one Why am I being targeted right no, now? I don't know, because no, it's just I'm, me. No, it's Ryan's, just Ryan. No, okay. it's just, just Ryan. I know, I know Ryan doesn't like it. The three of us are on the okay. same yeah, okay. no, yeah. I, I Ryan, just, I Ryan, the makeup was good. <laughs> <laughs> the million dollar makeup for The Page Master. <laughs> if you didn't say it, I was going to say it, so... No, it's but um, there are two the two films that I look upon that 20th century that really hit me hard and that keep coming up over and over again in my life are... The page master of me looking back on super fondly, especially the fight scene with the dragon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the that's whole, real good. It is really good. And also Anastasia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Anastasia. I had to sing, I had to sing Once Upon a December in choir. And one You're th- forgetting about the best one, Casper meets Wendy. No, I, I never <laughs> saw that one. They, did, did they do Casper, the original one? Because I, I loved that movie when I was a kid. Thanks. So, no. No, they didn't do the original. Interesting. They did the sequel. Not the original but Casper. But not the original of, of Casper. They, they didn't got, do the original Casper. They got those Yeah, rights. they did They did Casper a Spirited Beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's not no, that's weird. Not I'm talking the very, very first one, the yeah. original Casper. Hey, Volcano. Casper. They did Volcano with Tommy oh, Lee Jones. But they didn't do, they didn't do the what original What a movie. Uh, no, they didn't. I like that movie. I thought they did. But yeah, I, I, I remember liking the it. The Speed movies. Speed's good. Yeah. Speed's good. Like they, they, they do have a legacy yeah. uh, pre, the, pre the prequels. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they, it really is like it a really hard shift. Hard shift yeah. after the prequels came wow. out. Wow. I think that I think that Sparks money is, must have hurt Sparks them. Sparks is right. Yeah. You know that that showed to them like, wait, we can do this. We can yeah. do franchises again because at the time before the prequels, the Predator they really movies, didn't try to do it anymore. No. The Predator movies were done. Alien, the, Alien was done. Yeah. They weren't even doing another Die Hard or. Yeah, no, there was no, no you're right. No, no, they were done with Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard with Vengeance was mid '90s, so yeah, yeah, they were they were done, and then the prequels came out, and they were like, oh, we can make money with these. They learned a lesson. That it would take they never recovered from almost <laughs> almost, but they learned a lesson that uh, Universal, Warner Brothers, and Disney wouldn't learn for ten more years. Yeah, but then what the franchises one franchise that did get off to a really great start was X Men. I remember in two thousand, yeah, with the two the first X Men two thousand film that reignited my love of X Men because I twentieth century Fox is one of the we'll go back to what their legacy is. Yeah, one of their biggest legacies will always be that it kicked off with the, what we know to be the superhero. Yeah, uh, yeah. but race. because and of, that was a risk. Yeah, but that because of the X Men, because I remember watching the X Men cartoon on Fox Kids in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then when they were doing a live action movie of it, I saw the first one, loved it. One Black of the first, leather. one of the very first DVDs my family went out and and bought. And when it first came out, do you remember what the last fun fun, fun little bit of trivia? Do you, do you know what the last um, what no sorry what the first film to not have a VHS release X-Men? was? It was actually Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Oh. They were the first ones not to have a, co- a, a, a similar uh, you know at the same time they would do VHS and DVD. Yeah, I remember that. Two thousand and five. Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith was the first one to be like no VHS. We were making VHSs in two thousand and four. So yep. yeah. yeah, holy shit. Actually, I remember because I bought Episode One: Phantom Menace on a VHS. We did have a blue. Wait, I had that too. We I had the Spider-Man the... DVD in two thousand and two. Spider-Man DVD was my first DVD. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got with PlayStation for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. but um, as because with X Men and X Two. Things were looking good for Fox, oh, and, then X, yeah. and then X three happened, and then like it's the downfall, good. and then the downfall started happening until the uptick with first class, and finally, um, but it's like a wave. But look, yeah, yeah but it's, even, it's a weird but wave. But even so, like they are, they are prime. They are, there are two studios responsible for the superhero craze that we are in right now. It is Fox and Sony. Yeah, yeah. because With, because of X Men, we got Spider Man, and both of them both of them were risks. But Fox took the bigger risk because the X Men were only a popular were only popular characters in comics. Spider Man was a universally renowned character at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's the most popular character in the world and always has been. Right. Yeah. So so Sony didn't take as much of a risk, but it was still a risk. Yeah. Uh, but X Men but X Men was kind of the main. Although like, I would argue, I think Spider Man was easier to fuck up. This is true. Sorry. Especially <laughs> like getting <laughs> Sam Raimi, one. who is like traditionally like a horror filmmaker to yes, do your yeah. big superhero movie I think that's somewhat risky yeah I think yeah. so too and I, I think but you know regardless of the changes that the X-Men that they made to the X to the first X-Men film those changes were necessary at the time that that film came out yeah, yeah. because we audiences were not ready for what we have now yeah yeah I really do feel like especially I think in comedies more than anything I think 20th Century Fox really lost the thread yeah, in the past agree. couple decades, like doing s- the smaller films that are like that, they didn't. They just didn't do it as much, and they didn't do it as well. Yeah, it, it I don't even know like what Fox comedies <laughs> there are. The favorite is technically a comedy. Yeah, I mean, like he was mentioning like Mrs. Doubtfire, no, Robin yeah, Hood, I'm, and I'm Tights, and those are fantastic ones. And then yeah. you come to Borat. You, I like Borat. The Devil Wears Prada. I like the Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Spy. I uh, we I like Spy. I don't like Spy. Um. But that's my you guys like favorite. robots, right? I haven't watched it in a long time. I feel like it's you know what? I it's watched hard for me to no, judge. I watched that's robots on the McGregor. No, I watched robots on the plane to Brazil, and I was like, "Is that eh, the animated film?" I, yeah. Yes, I'm okay with I'm, it. I'm gonna say I I don't know if I like it as it is, or if I just like it because Rob Williams is in it. I think, I think I'm gonna like, be 100 like I think I just I, I like it because Rob Williams is. In yeah. it. At first, I was like, "Oh yeah, robots," because I was in a, in a bit of a robot phase at the time. But mm-hmm. then I was like, after I saw the movie, I was like. Eh, 
I'll give better. them I'll give them a pass on Independence Day Resurgence because that was Roland Emmerich coming to them and being like, we want I want to do a sequel. I also think that movie's like super dumb fun. Uh, I just do. Yeah. I think the first one or Resurgence? Resurgence. Resurgence. Okay. Okay. I think the but first one's is, real good. Yes. But even even giving them the pass, it, it is still part of that pattern of like driving something driving out. Yeah. something out again. Yeah. yeah. Rather than rather than trying to create. They you don't. Know, they don't create a lot of big new IP. No, it's all true. the new ideas are small. Yeah, it's a favorite. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there aren't a lot of big blockbuster level new IPs. They did Victor Frankenstein, which was the Max Landis joint, no, which is a you. film. Like, look, I liked it at the time. It's I don't, it is I don't a film. Know. It's it's whatever. It's fine. I haven't seen it. again. Again, like going like I know it's James Cameron thing, but like Alita really is like the most like a ri- like a quote unquote original new thing that's really expensive. We so I do want to touch on the elephant in the room here because I keep passing. I'm like not a little later. Look, they did Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Look, well, that's the elephant in the room. Yeah, really. well, like Fox and Funimation have like a, like a thing, right? Like a yeah. They had yeah. A thing. Fox yeah. has to put out any right sparks. Fox has to put out any Dragon Ball movie because of this deal. So because they they bought the they bought three theatrical distribution rights yeah. for uh, and I don't know why this crosses over, but but I'll explain in a second. So they bought theatrical distribution rights for anything that is in theaters uh, uh, for Dragon Ball when they got Dragon Ball Evolution. So that meant that when Battle of Gods came around, Funimation had to work out a deal with 20th Century Fox to put Battle of Gods into theaters, followed by Resurrection F and Broly. Um, For whatever reason, and I don't know what exactly it is, but because they're movies, this also translated to 20th Century Fox being partially responsible for the home video releases of those films. Hmm. I don't know why Hmm. exactly that happened, but but that's what it is. And now that either that contract will be dead... Or it's now passed under Disney. I'll tell you what. I don't know which of the two it is. Once, once uh, Disney gets that Dragon Ball license, I can guarantee you we'll get a, we're closer to a live action Dragon Ball with Disney than with Fox. I mean, well, that's probably oh. true. Well, I want so I do the real quick tangent. Good lord, if Disney do you think made we, Dragon Ball, do you yeah, think? Could yes. you imagine? Dude, think of what they've done with Star Wars and Marvel. Like they know how to make money. They know they know how to get people who love the product. I don't know. Like if Dragon Ball keeps being popular, it actually seems. Dude, it has feasible. never been more popular now than it was twenty years ago. Like it is. I know. It is the time now. I know. I, I don't especially do with Broly. Especially oh, with God, Broly. Yeah. I think they'd have to give it some time. Oh, I'm not saying well, immediately. Funimation will have to pass. Will have to say okay to do it like they 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 can't just do With it disney's money i'm no, sure they can't ju- not only funimation it's not just funimation toei toei and, toei and uh, fuji tv not not so much shueisha really no, because they're they're more involved with just anime distribution. I'm just thinking like that, once the Toei and and Fuji TV and and Akira Toriyama would all have to kind of right. pass on. So it. I think they're probably going to wait a little bit, of course, for the for Super to kind of keep going, and we'll, we'll see. We'll probably like five years we could My, conceivably what, see a Dragon yeah, Ball. What film. I imagine is like like all the Fox stuff happens. Disney goes to them saying, "Hey guys, we see we have this license. Here are some ideas we have. We're Disney. You know, we bring you the cheddar. Uh-huh. Consider it." And then Funimation and them will go, hell yeah, and then we'll get yeah. an amazing trilogy that's, in 10 years. That's crazy. Dude, I don't want to make people uncomfortable, but I'm aroused right now. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Sparks. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, Life of Pi. How, how do you guys feel about Life of Pi? Richard Parker, the tiger? Yeah. Richard Parker. How do, you, how do you feel about Life of Pi? The movie's great. I seen it. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I really I, like that yeah. movie. Uh, that tiger looks and, so good. Not that I not that I want to harp on this, but I also feel like 20th Century Fox when they have had like things Ooh, like Life of Pi, Stooges. when they have had things like Life of Pi or even The Revenant, where those landed really well, 
yes, it's really great that they they push them forward. They are good films, but they are also not necessarily original works. They are coming from books. That's true. Okay, yeah. Like, well-done books that are... are, And and I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't feel like 20th Century Fox in the past couple decades, whether it's based off a book or it's running a franchise or or whatever, remaking something that they did once before. They haven't had a lot of big, bold things that are just completely new. A lot of them are animated. Which is something you've talked a lot about. A lot of their original stuff is animated. Like yeah, Rio, like, like Rio Dragon and Ice Age. Yeah. All those are, are how Train yeah. Dragon Stream works. Like oh, that, yeah, yeah, they sorry, just sorry. distribute that, so that doesn't count to the, what we're talking about here. Well, going back to what you said about the books thing, yeah, know, they adapted actually. Well, I said this one of my favorite movies, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, but it's based off a book. Sure, that's sure, a fun movie, and, and yeah. that's why I mean, like, I mean, that's great and all. It just my only thing that I'm saying is that recently, the recent track record of the major studio of 20th Century Fox, yeah. they were unwilling to take a lot of chances with anything big and totally brand new. Sure. Brandon, did you say that's one of your favorite movies? I really like that movie. That's a, I like that opinion. That oh. movie is like super fun. Thank I you. haven't there's seen a, it. I there's, a, there's a scene where Abraham Lincoln like, is like Brandon, jumping I respect off. you a little more. <laughs> he's, ju- he's like jumping on horses, yeah. going to kill a vampire, yeah. like during a stampede. It's great. I uh, think that movie's a lot of fun. Yeah. I need to rewatch that movie. I it's the guy it. who directed Wanted. No, so I, it's got a good style no, no, well, to it. I remember uh, watching Vampire Hunter on a plane, I think to Orlando, mm. but I don't remember it. There's a there's a there's a bit where um, this, uh, there's a bit where the vampire where a vampire throws a horse and Abe and Abe dodges it, grabs onto its neck, neck swings around and, and gets on the horse and it's rides like it to get the vampire. It's like it's Legolas. Oh, okay. really cool. Well, the, I know he had an axe that was also a gun. Yeah, yeah, the axe it's, is real cool. It's fun. Um, yeah, I really like the movie. I also really like the A Team. I do too. Uh, a Team is fun. I Night like that and movie. Day. Uh, that one's okay. It's a fun movie. I actually really like that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I enjoy it as much as yeah. I do. I think it's just because I like the idea of somebody being whisked into like crazy super spy life and him just being like, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did the Percy Jackson films. Mm-hmm. They tried to get the Percy Jackson films off the ground they tried. as a new franchise. I didn't want to talk about those today. Too late. No. <laughs> we, we're talking about Fox. <laughs> Yo, those are real bad. Okay, well, if you don't want to talk about those, I want to talk about the direction of the X-Men films. Yeah. Um, just, in ge- just a general... You know how they don't have a direction? Films. Do you want me to talk about them? The do you X-Men really films? want this? We always talk about them. Yeah, well, I know, but do you I, really want me I, to do this? I haven't yes. like Ooh. talked to you in depth a lot about your like. Ex- I know, like you don't sure. care about them as much as like like other people, but like like what's up, fuck? What's up, dog? Uh, oh. How do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sparks, Sparks. This is the makeup yeah. was good. Yeah, well, the makeup was good. The makeup was good until they got to uh, Dark Phoenix, and now it's not so good. Would you stop um, with that? Jeez. I don't know, did you see Apocalypse? That it was really was funny. I know. It was really great. I know. I know. Ben, we are laughing with you. I know. Not at you. I know. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's reminding me of something SNL related, and I don't know what Ben doing that. Yeah, the, the makeup was good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's remind, it's reminding me of something very SNL specific. But what? I, I like the play. The um, play uh, names. Okay. Jeez. <sighs> For X Men, it's just um, one of my biggest gripes. I don't. I've never liked the the decade transition thing we, we've talked films, about it before yeah. it's it's a big problem for me um i don't like any film that commits to a decision like that and decides that yeah but that doesn't actually matter in how we write our characters when that foregoes character development and like things that are crucial to like people knowing who each other are yeah you can't just say like oh they've known each other 20 years they're best friends like no you need to show me and it's what, yeah, yeah. you need to prove to the me the only time that i think it actually worked was between first class and days the of the first Future time Past. they yes. did it i think yes. that 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 because we and even felt then, like it, something had happened and even then i only argue that works for half the cast Sure. My opinion. Yeah. I don't think I. I'm convinced of half the cast that they, that it's been ten years, and then half of them I'm not. Sure. Um. For example, w- 
Jennifer Lawrence's character in Days of Future Past feels like she just walked out of the plot thread of her separation from Xavier mm-hmm. from from the film before. Not like 10 years have passed because your feelings on that develop over 10 years. Yes, Two years sure. is a gap I could believe. 10 years of how she's behaving makes no sense. Like I, You don't spend yeah. a decade and then still be able to reconnect you know, yeah. like you are now that's estranged. Strange. That's you are now estranged. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, that's simply a movie thing of like, hey, like you guys are just watching this movie, like maybe right after that first one. So we just have to make it seem like it's exactly exactly. But ten years is a long time. But, but yeah. they yeah. tell you, they tell you that it's a decade, and they tell you that every time they do those X Men films. And I'm like, you, I don't think you understand what a decade is. I've seen other films where they know how to handle time jumps like that. This is not that. I can't counter that specific argu- argument, but that personally doesn't bother me. Nope. I understand that it's it is a personal problem for yeah. me that it's, I'm it's, like this is this is unnecessary and bad. It has bothered me as we've gone along. Yes, but it has like the first time it's bothered when me. We're watching Days of Future Past, it doesn't bother us at right. the moment. What what the first time it's bothered me is th- is this time. Uh, yeah, Apocalypse to Dark Phoenix. I'm kind of like now we're like okay, 35 years I mean, later. Now you guys are like 60. Like a Days of Future Past to Apocalypse, it's kind of like uh, you, 20 years, you man. You, sh- you look exact same. You, you should I, be a little older, I'm, but it. Re- but I have to agree, it really does bug me that we're going to to Dark Phoenix. It's set in the nineties. I was like, okay, James McAvoy looks exactly the same as he did in First Class. Can, can I? Can I put, put this put in? I'm going to put this in perspective with those X Men films, specifically this. Not even I. I have my issues with Days of Future Past. I've come to like it more than I used to. Mm-hmm. I still have my issues with it, but this is not what I'm talking about specifically. Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix are where I'm specifically harping on this, though Oh yeah. Though it does apply to Days of Future Past. You can't say that a decade has happened with your characters and then not treat them like there has been growth in their in the way that they it handle themselves yeah. and the way that they handle their relationships. And you can't do that repetitively. Um, and the thing is that all those characters are written like no major events happened in their lives to shift who they are from the movie before. Um, and that's fine when you go back, for example, to X-Men, X-Men 2, and even X-Men 3, The Last Stand, when they're all moving, there has only been as much time passed as happened in the real world, which is two to three years. Uh-huh. And in that case, you can feel the minor shifts in how people's dynamics are, and they're even in kind of different places in their lives. But there are shifts in their relationships a little bit, but not to the degree that is necessary for a decade of things. Logan shows a whole development of difference from where he's at in, let's say, the Wolverine. Sure. Like, that's a whole different lifespan, right? Yeah. And that's still a smaller timetable than the difference from first class to Dark Phoenix. One of the things... Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I just want to touch on, really quick, side, side, side note. I forgot that three different, three different production studios put out uh, the Chronicles of Narnia films. They did the second one. I think that's real weird. Um, oh, boy. Um, anyway, as far as the X-Men films go, between... At the end of the Wolverine, remember the, uh, the tag at the end of the Wolverine where it's supposed to lead into Days of Future Past? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I hate that. Because then we go to Days of Future Past, and it just looks like they just walked off, walked out of that airport into a to, into a dystopia. It's supposed to be the dystopia. Yeah, they, they, they don't yeah. give you they don't give you the idea of that. I don't like it either. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it, it's a it's a te- and that's there's a lot of um we've talked about it before with X Men, but the, it, this is kind of a 20th Century Fox problem with franchises. There's not a lot of forward thinking. There's not a lot of world building thinking. Yeah. Yeah. There's just not a lot of brain power given over to. How are we building something? They're not trying to build relationships, even though they're trying to say like, "Well, we want to have more sequels." They're not actually trying to ground anything to grow. Yeah, they also set up things like, "Hey, maybe this will be in the future," and they never do anything with them. How yeah. many times like, have been? Remember, how many Mr. times have been, They've been teasing Mr. Sinister yeah. for like fifteen movies. Yeah, 
No, like, what also kind of ticks me off is at the end of. I mean, Future Class is my favorite X Men movie. Yeah. I've said that before. I'll say First it again. Class. I'll say it again. But Future Class. <laughs> you said Future Class. You did say God. Future Class. Days of Future Past is my favorite. Oh, X-Men I thought you were film. going with First Class. No, okay. Future Past. <laughs> You've killed Sparks. You've killed Sparks. He's dead. I love it. <sighs> I love it. Keep going. Benisms, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think mine's X too. Event game. <laughs> Uh, no, go but ahead. but going so at the very end when Wolverine when they pull Wolverine out of the river in DC and he's and they're like oh he's still alive and then Striker's eyes turn to Mystique's that's always that, uh, never, that always bugged me that never that gets popped me. up yes, again it's a, it's a big issue in Apocalypse and it pisses me off yeah um, yeah I could give you an excellent example actually within the X Men franchise of what I'm talking about character development wise okay ten years happens between those X Men films right and you just don't feel it no. you really don't okay. X-Men 3 to the last stand to the Wolverine. You feel time the development of time. Yes. Like you see Logan living in the cave. He's yeah. caveman Logan. He's, he's living a life that has evolved and changed him. And even yeah. though he's still carrying Jean Grey with him, it's not like the defining thing of what's right. going on with him. There's still other things in his life mm-hmm. that have become a part of who he is. Right. But you feel that time change. And, and these prequely whatever we want to call them the new line of x-men films they they don't have that and this commitment has been for like style choices or or setting and i hate it it's just it's it's something i just can't it's definitely been for style i can't i can't get behind it because like you know 70s yeah. you have the, the disco aesthetic 80s you have the 80s aesthetic and the yeah. thing is like once you get past days of future past it wasn't even enjoyable anymore as a setting they weren't mm-hmm. doing anything special like with the big it. again like the big scene that they cut from the uh, uh, apocalypse like the mall scene like like which it totally represents the 80s and kids going to malls uh-huh. yeah. uh-huh. like the fundamental point of the movie they took it out right yeah. like, had, like the only we, thing of about the 80s they threw into apocalypse was music yeah. the, the clothing of course like yeah, look, that's it's it. 80s clothing whereas in the in days of future past you have like the political disbarge of richard nixon vietnam you have all like super secret uh like watergate stuff uh, like watergate what does disbarge mean what does what mean Dis- disbarge i don't know like i a, just like made a, that up. like a disband like get rid of you I got you got i don't think you use the right word probably didn't but it's a lot of distrust between the american people and the government during yeah. this during the 70s especially that late during the vietnam war era so did you mean disparage there you, there go. you go yeah but you got a lot of but that's like no no this is still the 70s without like tossing all like cold war hey remember 70s um like 70s disco songs music. like disco but yeah. still 70s whereas apocalypse is like 80s music 80s clothing something like captain marvel which is like clearly like we know it takes place in the 90s we yeah. can tell like that's yeah. that rides a line of being like not throwing it in your face you exactly. know what, you know we talked about this before but the interesting thing would have been if the x-men films had ended with Days of Future Past and Logan. If yeah. After that, again, because like, man, that ending of Days of Future Past, like, even regardless of all like the the stuff that we talked about, but like ending it with Gene being back and Scott, and like, it's like a yeah. happy Beast is there. Thank you, Kelsey, for coming back, baby. Thank you. Like, yeah. that's a nice ending. Yes. But and then also, we gotta do it again. But then, and yeah. then and then Logan is, money. A, is a good end to that to that sequence. Also, yeah. I don't want to talk timeline stuff because you know I don't agree with that. Yeah. Well, I do think I, I think I think it's a good ending for Logan at least. I think. I think Logan and Days of Future Past Logan. create and create uh, good endings for uh, Days of Future Past creates a good ending for the X Men franchise and Logan creates a good ending for 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 Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think I'll I, grant you that. I yeah. think both of those are good endings regardless of timeline. And I think if you ended it with those with those two films, then you're done. Yeah. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna mention the other thing that I have a major problem with in the X Men films. And the other thing that I have a major problem with is that um, I feel like the whole idea of like mutants versus humans. 
and this is a general thing, not across every, obviously some films do this better than others. Um, I feel like it's always shallow. They never go as, as in-depth with it It's because it like, they're too scared story. to go with the full allegory. Yeah, like, they, even The Gifted does it better than that. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to reference The Gifted exactly. Yeah. The reason I like The Gifted Season 1 so much when it happened is because that's the kind of like humans versus mutants in-depth storytelling I wanted. And no, and the thing is, you have so many X-Men movies, one of them should have gone into it more. I'll tell you what. Right. The only one that I can think of right off the bat, it's X2, and it's my favorite X-Men movie, and that's the scene where Bobby goes back to his family, and that's straight up a, a uh, oh, allegory yeah. of like, have you tried not being a mutant? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, have you tried not being scene. gay? Like, that's the best that the series, I think, has ever I, done. It. I agree with you. And my problem is that yeah. yet, even though they won't go any deeper into it, every X-Men movie still talks about Mutant it. Mutant and proud. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's talking and it's not showing me anything. It's just saying, don't forget this is a thing. Uh-huh. But we're not going to actually go in depth and doing any story elements about that but every movie will remind you that don't forget humans hate mutants even in the third movie as bad as the third movie is they still have like they're like hey we found the cure for mutantism where and then there's even a rift in the mutants where it's like no I want to be cured of this and others like "Uh what what's wrong with you why why can't there just be a movie about the mutants fighting the mutants where we don't have to talk about the allegory if you're not going to do anything with it one of the things that I wish they went into more is like uh, like some mutants are really good looking, so they don't they don't have a reason to want to hide their powers. But some are born like Morlocks, where they look like disgusting monsters. Yeah. Right. So of course they want to be cured, so they can have regular lives. Like, yeah. and that's I a really can, powerful like, thing. I to can think understand about, why they underutilize it. Like Rogue, I can understand yeah. why Rogue wants. She to can't be cured. have a relationship. She wants to. She wants to hold Bobby's hand. She yeah. wants to kiss him, but she can't. Whereas if I was someone like Angel, there's no way in hell you are literally a, 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 a god. I, You're I an angel. Wings. I don't want to get rid of that shit. Did Jesus. you ever see the Rogue cut for Days of Future Past? I need to see that. Yes. It's real good. I actually. Uh, like 15 actually, minutes, yeah. yeah. It did make me like the movie a little more. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my other biggest thing, um, is that we have so many X-Men films, one of them should have been more justifiably entirely dedicated to tackling and really going in-depth on humans versus mutants. And you know what, dude? And no, no one film ever did and that. And like going to the Disney thing, now that we have movies like Captain Marvel and Black Panther, like they'll figure out a way to make them actually be about like these people are hated for the wrong reasons. And, I, and it'll be... Uh, I, I hope so. And I think it, when I think back on like anything I have negative about X-Men from 20th Century Fox, I'm just disappointed that they never went to the full potential of what they had. Uh, it, it never felt like they, they really went to the heart of what the X-Men were about, even though they would like dance around it or they do things that were really cool and yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They never went to the heart of I it. Mean, there, are, gr- there, are, me out. there are great X-Men stories, uh, like the ones that we got in the films, the Dark... Uh, Don't say Dark Phoenix Saga. No, the, well, they tried the Dark Phoenix <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saga. Twice. But try, they're doing it twice. But, they did, but I feel song. like they did Days of Future Past well, yeah. as, it, as well as they could. But once again, every time I pick, I look at X Men comic, there's always the thing of humans fighting against mutants. I'm like, we want that. So I read, like Stanley yeah. will constantly say is like the reason why I created X Men is because people are different. I, I want to be, be a bad thing. I want to be clear that I also don't feel that every X Men movie should be about that, or right. even always mention it. Of course, I think that there should be X Men movies where you're allowed to like Apocalypse is a bad mutant. These are the good mutants. Yeah. The good yeah. mutants that is integral go to, the their, to their character. Um, yeah. And you shouldn't have to mention about the humans and the mutant thing. It shouldn't be about that. Right. It should be about the other thing at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another side of that same coin that Fox kind of never got is that they never committed to going one way or another. They always just said, hey, this is still happening, but we're doing this thing and we're not really going to go yeah. into that yeah. thing. I'll, uh, I'll also say real quick, uh, you know, I for the most part, I like all the X-Men movies. Uh, I think I, I read the most X-Men comics out of everyone here, right? I think so. Probably. Okay. Um, if I'm being honest, 95% of those characters aren't the characters from the comics. And I accepted mm-hmm. that a long time ago. Sure. But yeah. like Wolverine is not Wolverine, Storm is not Storm. 
Cyclops is barely a character. Jean Grey is way more uh, charismatic and, and uh, leader-driven than we've seen in any of these movies. They keep getting very boring people to They're buy, just boring to, white to play, people. I mean, to play Jean like, Grey. Yeah, and like... Yeah. Even Saoirse Ronan's boring. Uh, Quicksilver's... Quicksilver's uh, uh, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah. Quicksilver's really visually cool, yeah. but and that actor is really good. But and they, they do get nothing his character cool, right, because he has like nothing, ADHD, basically. But yeah. they do nothing really substantial with him. They no, give no. him one action sequence of movie. And it's the and, same thing. And it's, slow, and it's a yeah. slow mo. I mean, it was great in Days they, of Future oh, Past. You know, they guys, killed you know Havoc what character? Who? Oh, the, yeah, they did. I really, the I really, I really hated it that they killed Havoc. How he's just off screen death. Yeah. yeah. The characters that actually have the most right in any of these movies are the Deadpool movies. Mm. Yeah. Deadpool is perfect. Sure. All the side characters are perfect. Even Juggernaut is more of a character than in half the X Men. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's let's pivot off of this and, and get out and get out and uh, end the discussion end the uh, with with. Uh, real quick, I did want to say just. Um, this that is one of the reasons why I think First Class is my favorite X Men film personally, mm-hmm. uh, of the X Men films. I'm it not counting. My, I'm not well. counting Logan. Logan's actually my favorite of the franchise. But mm-hmm. like as an X Men film, yeah, I think First Class does the best job of the films. Even though I I think the others could do more because it's the beginning of yeah. the Human and Mutants thing, and that's what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it goes actually into that well. And then nothing else really tapered off of that. The way I think it of the eleven films of X Men First Class is actually my favorite. Even X Two Baby because because it, it it gets the closest to doing yeah. what the X Men comics like heart. I should think you be should about. revisit X Two because that's literally all about humans using mutants to further their own agenda. No, I agree, and that's that's a strong film too. But yeah. I mean, X Men First Class. I think did the tackling of of the direct politics, okay. like of human versus mutants, not like what humans are doing to mutants, yeah. but like humans versus mutants, that ideology. Okay. So here's an interesting uh, tidbit, uh, not about X Men. Um, did you know that Fox Searchlight put out Twenty Eight Days and Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Not uh, Fox proper. I had no idea that was Searchlight. I thought that was interesting. It makes uh, sense. Cause, well, I mean, Searchlight is the is their indie darling, so it was strange to have like a horror movie yeah. in that I mean, one. It is a horror movie, but those also are like those are like micro budgets. Actually, yeah. and this is and I want to be clear like we've mostly talked about the main stu- major studio stuff we haven't talked about like Fox Searchlight that much or or almost all, all Fox Searchlight movies are good yeah 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 like We're, the, 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 we've been talking like the major studio yeah, decisions Fox, Fox Searchlight look they've got films like Slumdog Millionaire Secret Life uh, not Secret Life um, uh, the, the, the Shape of Water there you go. Uh, favorite these are um, Oscar nominated films most these are these are films that, that have either won or been nominated for for Oscars and uh, they they're and a lot of them are really good I know a lot of people are turning on Slumdog Millionaire but I still really enjoy that film I am most certainly looking forward to Tolkien yeah, Tolkien will be their last film mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to put out uh, before the the the, the, the yeah. Disney thing. Uh, uh, your most anticipated animated movie, Spies in Disguise, is a Fox movie. It is not my most anticipated animated film. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, Isn't but you're it now right. How to Train Your Dragon Three already came out. Yeah, it's done. So technically, so, so technically, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just going to go is, see it. What is your most anticipated animated film right now? I don't know what else is coming out. Um, Frozen Two. Spies in well, Disguise. By, dis- by default, Toy Story Four. There you go. Is that is one? It Toy Story Four, probably. Okay. Um, always into it. Uh, yeah, they, look, Fox Searchlight has a lot you know of my favorite I, films as well. Um, I, I think my most anticipated anime film is probably the the um, the fantasy world one, but like our world, but fantasy creatures. Is that this that, year? That has a no. It's next year. I'm just oh. saying it anticipated because that's that Pixar one with uh, Chris Pratt and Tony yeah. Holland mm. in it. So look, the you know a lot of people think that uh 20th century fox should be swallowed up by disney and disappear forever and i i think that's i think that's wrong and i think that that you know regardless of of the the livelihoods that are going to be lost with this merger um bob Iger did make it clear that 20th century fox will exist much like marvel and lucasfilm uh, i recently read an article which i had not read before that really cleared up a lot of things which is that 
this 20th Century Fox will exist in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, I always figured that. And that's the best case scenario uh, for what I think is to be a monumentally terrible decision um, on, on behalf of, of Disney uh, and Fox, um, which we've talked about in our, in our, in our uh, special about this whole thing. And we got to remember, Fox is going to sell regardless. Yeah. They were they were they, looking, were, they, they were, were looking to get rid of shit. They were looking. So they were, they were looking. I'm just saying this it's was going to happen not, with any company. They were Disney they were always they were always going to sell to Disney. There was never an option to not sell to Disney. Comcast made a, made, made a bid, and the shareholders were just kind of like, well, maybe. But no, there I was get never you. A po- I, I, I get you, but he means that that Fox was going to Fox sell. is going down no matter what is what I mean. Yeah. Unfortunately, but they didn't need to, and that's the whole thing. And I don't want to get into that. Make, I don't want to get into no, that. Yeah, yeah, better movies. We've already done that. We've already done that. No, no, no. I I agree. And the the idea. You know, you look at. I I don't think we're guaranteed better Fox movies under Disney because I don't think Disney puts out great movies all the time. You know, we all forget about no, BFG. We all forget about Wrinkle in Time, and uh, we all I, for- I believe no. I I think I said recently that I I think Disney Studios has a big problem of not being able to get a successful IP out, yes. uh, original IP, and what that is live action because the the next thing they've got lined up is Artemis Fowl, and if that doesn't do Artemis well, Artemis Fowl. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like Disney hasn't been able to get anything that isn't a remake of their old stuff, or from Lucasfilm, or from Marvel, or animated off the ground. Yeah, man. At this point, like, maybe they don't even like. I know we want to see original stuff, but like, they make so much money doing the stuff that everyone buys into. Like, but it's do they not, even need to? It's not going to last, and you yeah. need the original stuff because that's the stuff that's going to continue. Yeah, Avengers, two billion dollars. Um, um, I, I think it's I think it's important, and again, you know, to look at the legacy of 20th Century Fox and to hope that that doesn't go away. Again, the biggest legacy are Star, one of the biggest legacies is Star Wars. Let Let me put it this way: I think that it'd be great if I I do think that uh, 20th Century Fox was due for not necessarily this, but due for some kind of like uh, sh- change in mindset, regime about, change. Mm, sure, yeah. yeah, about what they've been doing with films because, like we talked about earlier, I don't, I don't think that they've been committing enough to newer ideas mm-hmm. um, and and going full hard for them. Now, I'm not saying that under Disney that'll happen, but I'm hoping that it will. I'm hoping that we can see something that's more like the pre prequels. Mm. 20th Century Fox exists under Disney. Um, because, and the, the advantages, the, the advantage of Disney having them is that um, Disney's making money everywhere else anyway. Right. So they can potentially, I'm not saying it'll happen, but I'm hoping that it means that 20th Century Fox under them will take more risks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, this, is the, this is a... Like Dragon Ball. This is an interesting. Hell this is yeah. an interesting situation because, much like Touched on Miramax, this could be the. Stu- this could they could use this to, to make those risks, put their original IP with Fox, and maybe that maybe this will be the the, the jolt in the arm. But yeah. at, any, at any rate, um, you know, the big one of the biggest legacies is Star Wars, and it and it, it you know their and it won't go it, away and their impact on film, uh, not necessarily on the on the the you know film history, is. Very significant. It they've, is. They've made some of the some of the most recognizable and greatest franchises of all time. Yeah, Twentieth Century Fox mm-hmm. is like, I think I think the things that existed before the prequels, mm-hmm. those things will always stay resonant as Twentieth Century Fox films. I don't think people are gonna soon forget like you know the original Independence Day or mm-hmm. um, Alien and Predator aren't gonna go anywhere. Yeah, you know no. like those things will still they'll still stand the test of time yeah, uh, it, as as what they are and uh, that that legacy won't be. Uh, 
besmirched mm-hmm. by mm. by this decision. So yeah, I, I kind of I kind of wonder. You know, I was thinking a lot about RKO this past this past week. RKO is the um, uh-huh. um, they're most famous for King Kong. However, King Kong is seen as a universal IP. Sure. So perhaps in, in 20, 50 years, we don't rec- recognize 20th Century Fox. The, the, we just think they're... Only the old time. The difference, is, the difference is there that RKO was, was not uh, around with as many uh, major temples living as 20th Century Fox's legacy sure. is. You know, um, it, it, Star Wars is a great example. Like, it, we'll, even if it goes you know down to the end of our days, right, um, there will still be plenty of people who know that 20th Century Fox had Star Wars first and there yeah. will still be people who are like hey you know you you should still watch Robin Hood Men in Tights because currently it's still the best also, Robin Hood movie. film historians um, like we're always going to remember. Yeah yeah, yeah it's, it, this kind of stuff doesn't fade like you know if you're a person who cares about it anyway yeah. like you and I know about RKO um, yeah. because I because bet. we care about film I mean, history. It's like video game companies like you know like Atari or Acclaim like all these yeah. companies like Midway like that don't exist anymore like we still have those games. But the, yeah. but the important thing is that those those original films they'll still all be there and people will still go back to them. Planet of the Apes, actually, I think is a really great point of reference. The Planet of the Apes films are still beloved all these years later, even without the newer ones, yeah. which are great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even without the newer ones, there are major fans of those Planet of the Apes films that have Conquest. been going on. And they'll keep going for a long time. And that's 20th Century Fox, and it always will be. Yeah. Oh, every, Even when I, when I go to WonderCon, I still see people cosplaying as the original Planet of the Apes. Sure. Yeah, we always see that one guy. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, it, that was that was a nerd culture boom that we had nothing. That oh yeah, we had no part of because no, we, we weren't not. born yet. But but that was big. Yes, it, it is. It is. Um, going to be interesting times ahead as it the is. as the major studios move from six to five. Yeah. After MGM fell, um, from seven to, became seven to six, and now this. Interesting times. I'll ahead. tell you, 20th Century Fox has a much better legacy than MGM. Oh yeah. Yes. Mug-a-m. I agree. I agree. But yeah, uh, it, I'm. I weep for for the for the end of this of this uh for this era, but you know I can only hope for 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 better things ahead. I don't necessarily weep for the end of the past decade era of no. 20th Century Fox. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't weep for that, but it is it is sad to see him go. But they did this to themselves, so yeah. sure. Should we move on to our book club? Uh, no. Let's just leave. Okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Book Store. Can I help you find anything today? Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, time now for my book club. Um, my turn, as I said. I picked Doctor Star and the Kingdom of the Lost Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows. Uh, There's a Black Hammer spinoff book, Forestry miniseries, about a character named Doctor Star. Uh, I picked this one because. I've wanted to do something with Black Hammer for a long time uh, with you guys. And I already did the first book, the first volume. Yeah. Um, and uh, short of having you guys read the entire thing and us doing a topic on it, uh, I figured I would pick the... Which he still wants us to which do. Which he still wants to do. But this is my favorite Black Hammer book. Uh, this, to me, exemplifies everything that I love about the series. This is Cream of the Crop? It's Cream of the Crop. Well, I don't need to read anymore. This is it. It is for me. It's never going to get better. For me, it is. I know. I'm just giving um, it The Quantum Age is really good, too. You might like the Quantum Age a lot. Um... So yeah, this is about Dr. Star, or Jim Robinson, who's actually named after James Robinson, the creator of Starman. Starman, yep. Um, and actually designed to look like him, too. He's a scientist who taps into the Parazone um, and is able to create a para-wand that's very much like Starman's wand, um, or the Star-Spangled Kid's wand, or whoever, Stargirl's wand. Um, and uh, uh, he becomes an intergalactic space hero 
um, while also saving Spiral City uh, with the Legion of um, what, the, what what were they called? The Legion, Legion of Liberty. The 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 Liberty Legion. Liberty Legion. I think yeah. Yeah, the, the Liberty Squadron. There you go. Um, during World War Two. Sheriff. Star, um, Star, Star Sheriff. And he. Uh, what did you guys think about this one before we get into the? I love Watchmen. Does this remind you of Watchmen? Oh, dude, there's so much Watchmen in here, it's unbelievable. Is there? Oh, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't pick up on it. Um. Okay, so uh, he comes back after being gone with extra special powers. He gives one of his relatives cancer. Uh, let's That's, see. He, sa- he says they d- he didn't. Yeah, same. So did Dr. Manhattan. Mm. He was framed. I don't think. Well, I don't think. I don't think he gave him cancer. I think it was. I just think both of those people getting cancer is very. Even if it's not, that's very a, a very Watchmen esque thing. But if so, but if so, it's a strange thing to do because if you read Black Hammer, uh, Colonel Weird is like fused with the Parazone, mm-hmm. and he hasn't given anyone anyone cancer, as we know. Well, we know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know. I just uh, reading that it felt very. Also, like the nineteen forty one flashback with like with all the different characters to coming together sure. felt another like very Watchmen. Talk about war. Talk yeah. very Watchmen. I, I like seeing. Um, I always like one of the things I do like about Black Hammer is that he's peppered this peppered this with so many great heroes. Wingman, um, go uh, the horse. Wingman ri- is like the comedian. Horseless rider. <laughs> That's uh-huh. so funny. Which yeah. is a, such a really like a, a ghost uh, of a, a, of a, a, horse. a horseman. Um, oh boy. The, uh, a ghost rider, if you will. A yeah. ghost rider. Yes. The horseless rider. The um, doc, what was it, Mister Mister Knight and pa- I forgot some of the names. There's a so cool uh, Abraham Slam, who's Wingman, the Man, who's Sl- just Hawkman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, who's basically Hawkman. Um, it he looks like Hawkman. He does. They don't hide it. For no. a moment, I was like, "Is Hawkman uh, in this uh, old old man?" <laughs> That's uh, what I thought. Uh, What's what's the guy? Not Hawkman. What's his name again? Wingman. Wingman. Old Wingman. man. Wingman in the bar is like straight up the comedian talking yeah, to all yeah, those people. Yeah. We do see yeah. we do see Golden Gale for briefly. So yeah, the, we do. Does set this book before the events of Black Hammer. And right. then we see like uh, in the future, like when it's you know decades later, it's like oh all these new group of heroes coming up. So I don't need to be a hero. Yeah. Um. Here here we go. So we see um. So Golden Gale the wing. Uh, so he goes. They're all at this place. But when they're like, should we enter the war? Mm-hmm. Should we enter the war, or should we stay at Spiral City and help? Um. And so Wingman. Uh, Horseless Rider, Golden Gale, Abraham Slam, who's the the major hero from Black Hammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like their Superman, essentially. Um, they said, uh, where is it? Um, I'm trying to figure. Oh, Doctor Day. There you go. Uh, and um, Captain uh, Doctor Day and Captain Knight. There you go. Like the duo, uh, husband Amen. and wife duo who have uh, twins at home. Yeah. Um, and so they they so Doctor Star. Is part of this team, and they go to World War Two, and he becomes a hero. He's very, he's very high on on being this hero. Yes, like it's like his dream. Um, yeah. So like the the uh, narrative focus is like him telling somebody a story, or he's writing, he's writing, he's somebody. writing to his son. Yeah. He's writing to his son who. Uh, Oh man, this guy's had a life. Let me tell you. Yes. Yeah, that's so. Uh, you go and you, he's, there's this old man who's like who's like dying in a hospital, and it's and it's his son. It's because Doctor Star he went missing for 18 years when he when he left to go. I want to uh, touch on that a little. A went little to go later. hang out with some aliens. Got a little too close to a black black hole. Yep. Uh, yep. Some interstellar action, and then came back. Oops, my son's old. What did yep. you think about this one, Sparks? I really liked it. I'm not surprised you like it. It's a father son story. Right. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you'd be completely unsurprised. Yeah. The, se- yeah. the second he's the second I got to the end of uh, to the, like the panel. I think it was when the first one when he's like, "Hello, this is my son." I was like. Yeah, no wonder Brandon picked this one. The mm-hmm. end of this book legit made me cry the first time I read it. Oh, no, it's the like, end of this book is heart is like heart. It's clenching. like a superhero about time if the story was about Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Nye. That's totally before he decides to go back and spend time with his son. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, as Ryan said, one of the major plot details in this is that he's contacted by these aliens, um, 
and he, so he's like, well, I, I have to go. I have to. Uh, it's it's aliens. I, I'm the only one who can go. Dad, yeah. can There's I go? Content. No, no. It's, space travel is not for children. So he so he fly, so he flies up there, and the these aliens are being attacked by this dragon, by this leviathan. The gravity uh, leviathan. The, gravi- the gravity leviathan. What a name. Um, yeah. Whose planet is circling is orbiting a black hole. So he goes there, <laughs> and he doesn't even think about it. He's like, I'm the hero. I save people. And then he realizes that he got too close to the black hole and lost yeah. 18 years. Yeah. Uh-huh. And goes home, and and it's Vietnam. The Vietnam War has taken his yep. son, right? Um, and his wife is an alcoholic, and not not show. killed his son. Not killed. Let's his son. be clear. No. But he's uh, he. You could tell that he's ha- probably has some like PTSD related yeah. stuff because he's, he's yeah got he's crazy. seen he's got crazy. Yeah. They yeah. say they imply that it's already paid. He's already paid the price. Yeah, he's already, the I mean, war. he didn't he die. Got injured. Yeah, he got injured. But also, there's like a lot of mental tra- traumatic stuff. Absolutely. But when we first see Joan, his wife, oh man, that was like. Oh no! This is not man. Gonna end a broken well. woman. No, oh, and so, yeah. like, she's like, "You were gone twenty years." He's like, "It was only 18. Oh, that's the way. Hold on, that's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, yeah. you got to because oh he's, my God. Su- he's so disconnected yeah. from it, from his family. And like, he, w- the story is is being narrated by him, much much older, and he's and he's talking about in the present day, and he's like, "I should have." I shouldn't have been so cold and calculating. That's, that's sure, what I sure. mean with the, with the, the Watchmen references because like I get a lot of Doctor Manhattan from him. Not nearly as disconnected from reality, but like mm, once yeah. he becomes super powerful, he clearly is like, "This is what I'm about." Sure, and yeah. he and he disconnects from his family. Like, and that's real sad. It's like, a bummer, he, man. Like even in the beginning, he, when the government comes up to him and says, "Hey, we want to fund your research," and he's like, "We're gonna get out of this shithole. We're gonna get a great house." He, he does it for the right reasons. Yeah, no, yeah. but he doesn't. Like he, he's, he, he that that's a good that's a good point, Ben, yeah. because he's not disconnected when he gets the powers. He's yeah. always been disconnected. Yeah, yeah, he's like Reed Richards actually. Yeah, even actually more he, like Reed Richards. When yeah. he gets the Star Wand, I'm just going to call it Star Wand. That's when, fine. He, when he makes his Star Wand the first Para-wand. time. It's the called Para- Parawand. Well, the Parawand. He gets the Parawand. He even says, today is my son's first birthday. But Jesus. I got some, it might be, a, It's today's going to be a great day because I'm going to break into the Parazone. I can do magic shit. This is great. And then he Also, yeah. side note, happy birthday, son. I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, um, the... So later, so later, he's like, "Well, my son has cancer. I need to, ha- I need to, to save him." So he's like, "Well, I know these aliens who can, who can heal." Uh-huh. So he goes to make contact with the aliens again. Lo and behold, they've created the Green Lantern Corps. They've created yeah. the Green Lantern Jesus, Corps. Unexpected. So I was so I was a little nervous that the the Star Sheriffs were going to turn on him. I thought they were going to be evil. Yeah, like, so did hey, I. We, we found this thing in your image and we're evil. Yeah, so I, I was I was scared that was going to happen, but I'm so glad that they're like, "No, we've been observing you. We've been observing him. You're everyone." And we're like, "Yeah, let's just be good." And yeah. Not- Side, side note, I want Ryan to write a graphic novel called Jesus Unexpected. <laughs> Jesus Unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought, I thought that was... I, I think like my favorite part of it all is is the the way it ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, they the, the, when he finds that Green Lantern Corps uh, group, Star, the, Sheriff, Star Squadron. Sheriff Squadron, he they show him that it's like, hey, you know, your son's going to die, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> it's cool. That's, like, that's already done. You can't change para- it, but look. We've unlocked the Parazone. We've unlocked the Parazone. You can have access to everything. And he's like, but I came back. I didn't want to go there. Um, I've already been tell gone you too all long. This. I wanted to tell you all this. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be with you. And his son finally says something to him after he's been lying on the bed and he says, you like, know, I, I, take me, take me to the yeah, star. I'm ready. He's, I'm ready. He says, yeah. so um, Dr. Star says, um, I, I should have taken you to space when I had the chance. And he says, take me now. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, and his dying and breath is like dying on the moon with his pops. Yeah. And, he, and it's wow. like, it's so great because he, they, they land on the moon and he, and he's just like, I wanted to tell you, I'm sorry. I wanted to tell you, I love you, but there's no sound in space mm-hmm. and you, you wouldn't be able to hear it. And like the, you see the clip and you see the, the bit and it, for one of the panels, it turns into his little boy. Yeah, it's yeah. real sad. Yeah. It's real. Uh, it's, a couple of bits, like it keeps shifting. And yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. Uh, the uh, 
man, uh, that a- the main alien who like says like, yeah, your son's gonna die, but just don't worry about it. Like he says that a different way multiple times, yeah. and I'm like, man, they're just so disconnected. They don't yeah. understand what's really going on they're here. Like, I, worry I, not, your your son. We's like we can't heal him. We're as you say incompatible. Yeah, it's like we want to, we just can't. But here, like I we love open, we open the pair zone, so don't yeah. worry about it. I love some of the some of the designs of these creatures. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, there's a giant like. Blob. There's a, there's a giant like uh, manta ray. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and a giant like snake. It's really. In I will the, say the. Uh, you like a giant snake? Well, it's it's a cosmic whatever. snake. It's, it's cool. a cosmic. <laughs> snake. I like how they also call him the star like Starfather. 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 Yeah. And he's like, what? What do you? What I gotta do you mean, say, Starfather? some of the uh, like I really like the artwork. I think I think some of his uh, people oh, designs. I think some of the facial designs, especially for like Joan, were a little little weird looking. Yeah. She had some yeah. real big Alita what eyeballs. About, what yeah. about this like? But Dude here, with this incredible yeah. mustache. Yeah. All the alien stuff, all the yeah. cosmic stuff he it's draws great. is incredible. Yeah. His people stuff's like, uh, whatever. But like, man, he draws some great monsters and pe- and like aliens. Yeah. yeah. I, I desperately want Lemire to do a spinoff of the Star Sheriffs. <sighs> He's been, he, you know, he just did a Quantum Age yeah. spinoff, which was set a thousand this years This definitely in the feels like, like his Hellboy, where he has, he can have an infinite number of side stories. Just like every couple months, a new side I think story. that's actually a cosmic slug, not a I cosmic think so. snail. I think it's a cosmic slug. Oh, thing. it's definitely slugging. Look at him slugging. Oh, he, yeah. uh, you're, you're right about the about the Hellboy analogy. Um, the Quantum Age is the, his, his version of the Legion of Superheroes. What the heck um, is that thing? Which thing are you looking at? It, it looks like a flying squirrel with like a Russian star on it, <laughs> but it's the star squirrel. Yeah. It looks like a Russian, okay. like a flying squirrel. Yeah. It's Chip. It's Chip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this book is a. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's real sad. Um, it's a it's a good read, and like you don't have to really know anything about Black Hammer, but it does help if you do. No, it, you really don't. Why I picked it is because it is, this takes place before all the events of Black Hammer, and it's very right. very disconnected from yeah. the from the entire series. Uh, it's a good it's a good book just to pick up, and it's four issues. Um, and, I I and, love it. I love and it's this a book. thing that Jeff Lemire does so well again in Black Hammer and in this book, like using the tropes of of traditional superior comics, but doing them way differently. Like yes. we know about you know uh, like getting powers from another reality or dimension we know about uh like like uh, green lanterns but like doing your own twist on them and making it's a, yeah. it's a story about a father trying to reconnect with his son mm-hmm. and his and and i i think this book is so expertly crafted mm-hmm. um lemire clearly puts a lot of heart into the black hammer universe and nowhere is that more prevalent than in this book all of his all of his books are very personal his any books even like yeah. in all like his x-men books are very personal like, we're seeing we're seeing a different side with with lemire like this is definitely something he's very passionate about and very much like this is his I baby. I feel like if like he if he had free reign to do Justice League like this is what he would want to do. I think so. Oh, and yeah. then he, he doesn't even he doesn't have to be limited limited by DC. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Now he gets to do it both worlds actually cuz he's doing the crossover. Yeah. Also so super, he won. super side note, I really like the name Dr. Star. Yeah. I, yeah. I I dig it. I he, mean he called the, up, he called up a uh, um James Robinson and he was like uh hey, I have got a character that's based on Starman. Can I draw him like you? Hell yeah! And James Robinson's is like, yeah, do yeah. it. No, I mean the the subtitle is a little um, a little misleading. Well, the it? Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows yes. is a little. It sounds a little misleading, but if you think about it, it's like no, it makes sense because he did go to a black hole and he lost. Um, he lost eighteen years. He lost years. his yeah. Yeah, so it's it kind of is Lost Tomorrows. But he had a Matthew McConaughey moment. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. But I really I really enjoyed this. It was one of those things where I thought it was gonna go one way and unexpected Jesus happened. Yeah, unexpected Jesus. Unexpected Jesus. Unexpected Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, this book is one of my favorites. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed I it. Um, I anything else you guys wanted to touch on before we move on? 
Um, Barb Alien is a great name. Barb Alien is a great name. There's a line in this where he's like, where where he's like, I made contact with alien life, uh, and he's like, what? Like Martians? Martians don't exist. Don't be an idiot. And then and then later he's like, I just remembered. Remember the time I told you that Martians don't exist? Man, little did I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bar- aliens exist. Because Barb Alien is a Martian. Yeah. So Barb Alien, one of the one of he's the Martian Manhunter. Oh. One of the uh, he's yeah he's a shapeshifting alien. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, from from kind. Mars. Uh, so like he so Doctor Star has met a Martian and he's like yeah I, yeah I was wrong yeah. Martians well, exist side up um, yeah, yeah good old good old book I'm really glad you guys like this one uh, Sparks is your book club next week oh yeah what is it do you know uh, y- yeah I want you to say what it is oh it's feathers it's called feathers <laughs> by all right I have it we've been yeah, doing yeah. this podcast <laughs> for years this feathers we always, we always announce our own books what are you doing I I forgot the name of the guy who wrote oh, okay. it feathers by Jorge Corona yeah there you go. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Is he also the artist? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, we, thank you so much, everyone. We're have a um, <laughs> we're gonna have a Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, rewatch part two. Oh yeah, coming up next week. So take a look. So so take a listen. Uh, get, get ready for take that. Take a listen, or maybe take a view. Oh, a little Ooh, sizzle. Spicy. Little sizzle. Spicy. Uh, Chris Swindle, our Chris, our Chris Swindle. He's the voice actor for Sully in Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, that is up now. Heck yeah. Check that one out. Uh, really great interview, about an hour and a half of, of great content. Great uh, John Goodman, Brian Cranston. Voices. We need to social media post that. Yes, we do. As we uh, as we said up top, we are now a, uh, a podcast of the paid media. Uh, my my um, my hope to grow the show in, in various ways, uh, trying out different things. Hopefully this is um, this will be really good for Paving us. Pavemedia.net for more podcasts. Um We'll we'll be a, it'll, it'll be official this week, so you'll see a little bit. Uh, you'll, we'll have like a bumper. It's not Facebook episode. official. No, okay. not yet. I have, it's it's complicated on, on oh, Facebook. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It's complicated. Hey, it's complicated. Um, the makeup was good. As <laughs> the makeup was good. <laughs> as you all know, we are a uh, Fungo affiliate. You can Ben makes so many T-shirts for this podcast. I know. Oh man. Oh man, I'm, I'm I think the T-shirt should just be like in like three years we have a T-shirt of all of Ben's best quotes. Event. Oh man, can we? I'm gonna talk to Jen about an event game T-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> uh, event game T-shirt. Uh, event game T-shirt. Or like a, a derpy Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of T-shirts, we have merchandise on T Public. The T Public uh, link is in the show notes, so check that out, that out. But as you guys know, we are a Funko affiliate. Um, you get uh, you click the link in the description for ten percent off your purchase on Funko products. The event game website. shirt should just be Thanos with the snap, and then like the other half of him is turning into dust, and he's like, oh. "Oops!" Oh <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, as uh, we also have a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show, keep the lights on. That'd be great. Um, this link. Will We're be filming in the, sh- in the darkness. Will be the link will be in the filming. show notes as well. Um, Thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to Jeremy Bellucci who does our, um, uh, what does he do for us? Music. Music. <laughs> and our stuff. You can find him on Jeremy our B- intros. And our intros. Uh, uh-huh. You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. Uh, his show is Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes. Uh, or wherever. I don't know. Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official. Instagram at Suburban Podcast. Uh, Mike Matola, thank you so much for our logo. Hey, Mike. For both our, the show and Mythelaneous. Uh, you can find him at Mike Patola. Mythelaneous is a show that Sparks and I do, which is uh, basically just we do talk about mythology. The latest episode, uh, his episode, Sparks' episode of Prometheus, uh-huh. is up now yep. on the on the Mythelaneous feed. So check that out on SoundCloud or iTunes. Spell checked. Definitely spell checked. Cool. This time. I fixed that. 
you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fakner Podcast. Fakenerguys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm a BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, where are you? Ben Mac 27. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram, S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan? Uh, DJ Tony Snark at everything, and maybe Fake Nerds Play on Twitch if I can get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, I don't care. Rate and review wherever you get us, we greatly appreciate it. Until next time, guys, stay fake nerds.